What is going on and welcome to Turtle Recall. This week I will be talking to Spencer from Ninja Turtles Power Hour as we celebrate the 20 year anniversary of the 2003, also known as the 2K3 series of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, we're gonna find out that Spencer actually grew up with the show as this is the series that made me like want to read the comic books and pretty much this, this series is actually what made me like want to actually study about Ninja Turtles and what made me became like a casual fan to a super fan that I am uh, today. So uh, we, I can't wait for you guys to hear about us reminiscing and talking about our favorite episodes, the video games, and their and all that all uh, fun stuff. But before we get into that discussion, let's get with newscaster Mike and talk about this week's news. The first thing I want to talk about is not, I mean, I wouldn't really call it news. It's more of like, hey, uh, be aware of this. And uh, we have a link in the description of the interview in uh, of for on this video. Uh, but uh, Peter Layard has done a Ninja Turtle video uh, interview at the YouTube channel Cartoonist uh Cartoonist uh, kayfabe. kayfabe. Thank you. I was about to like call it kayfabe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so this this kind of came out of nowhere. Um, it's the first real interview that Peter Laird has done uh, in years. Yeah. Um, yeah like, like Peter Peter, we know like sold the franchise in 2009, and he's been pretty quiet. You know, kind of doing his own thing over in Maine. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, th they had they had him on for uh, the toys that made us, and like, they had that very famous scene when uh, him and uh, Kevin like reunited in like after so many years. Um, but like once he sold the franchise, he was he. I mean, he really washed his hands uh, from the series. He really was like kind of like um, he was like okay, I'm I'm kind of done. Uh, so it was yeah. just nice seeing him return. I mean this. Uh, I, I know he's done, like, a few, like, smaller conventions in the Northeast area, um, which I've always, like, told myself, like, one day I'm going to try to make it to um to one of those. But he does, like, the smaller ones, so it, yeah. like, I don't find out about it until, like, I don't know, maybe a week or two before. Yeah, like, he really only does, like, local shows now. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, so, anyway, so, so it's just, it's a good, uh, it's an hour, about an hour-long interview, um, he talks, you know, a lot of old memories with Kevin and um, a lot of really early, um, like pre-Mirage stuff. Um, <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, that early, those early Mirage years. Uh, but one of the really big notable things is that um, uh, the two hosts, Ed and Jim, they like they, they, they press him on a couple things. But what's really interesting is that they, they bring up the, his whole like deal with Nickelodeon so that he can still do a turtles comic if he wants to um which he mentions like you know that was really important for him to right. want to do yeah he, um, he just unfortunately like i went i mean i remember like he had that deal with him and like the, and he had a plan to finish volume four but like i he just never got around to it i remember that yeah and he, and he so he mentions you know if if you know the stars align and all that then you know maybe him and jim lawson can get back together 
and uh, go ahead and just finish that story, which would be really cool. Um, I know myself and a lot of other fans would love to see that. Yeah. Um, uh, love to see that happen. Uh, I, I and then he kind of, I personally want to reprint a volume four because I never read. Volume well, he, four. he mentioned, he mentions that too. So um, it's, it's, it's a fun, it's a nice interview. Um, you know, just, just to kind of check in with him. Cause like I said, this, this is the first real interview that he's done in years. Yeah. Um, and even then uh, the two, the two hosts, uh, they specifically say like, you know, they, there aren't really any audio interviews with Peter, like Kevin, you right. know, Kevin, has done this show a couple times. Yes, you yes, know? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin has like I personally have his uh, phone number, so like, yeah. I mean, he's so, very accessible. But Peter, <laughs> but but Peter really isn't, and so uh, they mentioned that Peter had reached out to them uh, to do this interview, uh, and so this is kind of like I said, like this is kind of really the first interview, like first modern interview with Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, because Toys That Made Us, you know, is over five years old now. Right. You know, that was that was two versions of Ninja Turtles ago. You know, right. it was. It, it definitely was. <laughs> we're 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 in a new era, so it was just kind of nice to check in with Peter. Um, kind of interesting to see, you know, what he thinks of the franchise. You know, it, it seems like he's really kind of hands off. <laughs> you know, he he doesn't yeah. know anything that IDW or Nick is really doing. Uh, I think the last time he really checked in on anything was like the 2012 show. So yeah. I- yeah, he, I, I I could definitely see that. Um, yeah, and I will say because uh, I didn't I didn't have time to watch the full interview, but I did see uh, snippets of it, and uh, like it, to me the I think the most shocking thing and I was uh, talking about Mike before we came online was that I mean H has like really came uh, uh, really caught up to him, and I told him like because I remember I was like oh I saw him in Toys and Made Us and like he, like it looked like it he aged like 10 years instead of 5 years from that. Yeah, he uh he he's only 68 but he definitely looks like he's done traveling. Right. Um and, like so, he I lost mean, a lot which, of weight, I will say. And I think <clears throat> I, I think the weight loss like just made him appear older. And so uh and, and so, so like I said, it, it's good to check in with Peter. It's good yeah. to see all this. Um so you can check that out on the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Um, I think we we probably if we haven't tweeted it out yet, we'll probably do it now that I finally watched it. Right. Because um, we're going to talk about it in our in our show tomorrow. Soon, gotcha. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, d- definitely check it out. Uh, like, you know, like I said, like there's so many there's so many interviews you can find uh, with Kevin. Kevin's very active with the uh, Ninja Turtle community. Uh, Peter is the complete opposite. He is a complete opposite character from Kevin. So it was actually really cool just to find out that like, you know, uh, he's like he has a a really recent interview and his you know like it looks like this might be a sign of him coming like back uh le- back to the franchise and like ho- like you know and hopefully hopefully volume four will get an end and like you know maybe volume four might get an end maybe he maybe forever war will finally happen in archie yeah i mean he mentioned he mentions archie he mentions yeah. a lot of stuff so hopefully hopefully uh yeah uh, so the next thing I want to talk about, I'm actually really excited about this, um, and that is the the BSTAXN XL figure of Krang, and this is like the normal color of him. So um, on on Turtle Recall, we never got around to talking about the the flashing yellow uh, 
uh, video game version of it just only because it that figure came out while we were on hiatus and uh, by the time we came back I there was I, I didn't feel like there was a reason to uh, to bring it up um, but basically this was kind of like what I was holding out for was just a regular paint scheme color of this uh, figure and I am uh, super excited about it because I really think this is like one of the best uh, uh, loyal subjects figure um, there is at this moment. It it de- it's funny because like yeah the NECA version is more show accurate, but this looks like this looks so much better of a figure. Like this looks like so much more fun to play with. So um, the articulation already in in the picture that you see on screen, the articulation is already so much better than the NECA version. Yeah. Um. um so, like so something I can tell you because uh. I mean, the, the NECA version, I love the NECA version. I love the way it looks and everything. Uh, my problem with the NECA version is because of the paint. And this is, like, my problem with NECA in general. Because of the paint, um, like, when you move it around, you're just chipping that that paint. Um, and uh, and then, like, you know, once it gets uh, from the joints, it, like... I, I mean, just this fear that it's going to make it to the other parts of the actual figure uh, of like, and that's like, you know, the main part, that's like the arms and everything just because of like that matte uh, do th- thing, because they want to make, sh- they, they want to make it not that plastic looking. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's NECA's like big thing that they do, which is really boneheaded. Right. Uh, but also kind of goes into their philosophy that these are collectibles that they really honestly don't want you to take out of the box. Right. Um, so they, they paint over the joints, even though like 90% of the time, the joints are molded in the color that they're going to paint them. So they don't need to paint them. Right. Which just messes up everything. Yeah. Um, so thankfully, uh, loyal subjects and in, with the best action line here, uh, they've kind of split the difference and then made a lot of the joints, you know, like for the turtles, the, their joints are, um, they're double jointed and their elbow pads and knee pads are the joint. Right. Uh, Krang here has uh, like on in the, in the show model, it, they're like flesh cover, flesh colored. Um, but here they made them more robotic. Right. And so they kind of, you can kind of get away with doing that bend um, as like more of a robotic piece than if, than if you kept it as uh, that kind of flesh color, but also like, the way the joint is cut, like you get so much more uh, degree of motion than you can with the neck version. So yes, yes. Honestly, I, I, it, it's kind of turning me on to wanting to collect this line. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't I, really want to have to go back <laughs> and find these. Um, I actually bought my first one and I bought, I bought one of the, like the disguise turtles. Right. Right. Um, you, you mentioned that last week, actually. Yeah. And so like, I bought one of those, but I haven't, uh, I still haven't opened it. Uh-huh. Um, and I still haven't found the others. Oh, gotcha. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. Cause I have the, I have the Casey Jones. I have both like the glow into dark Casey Jones and the regular one and, mm. uh, shredder. Um, those were the ones I was like super excited for. And I'm like, I'm going to open them. And then I, I haven't got around to it only because I don't know where I'm going to put it. Um, so I'm like, I'm, I, I just got to find a place to put it. Um, so I do want to read. Um, I do want to read like the uh, the release for it uh, and uh, for here. It's 
Introducing uh, Best Action XL. Um, by the way, Mike, I will say um, for the longest time, I didn't know what BST AXN uh, <laughs> meant until last week when you. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Uh, designed for the yeah, a lot of a lot of people do the same thing. They don't know that it stands for best action. Yeah, I had no idea. That was like uh, that. I, I meant to mention that uh, last week, and I totally forgot. Um, designed for those larger than life characters from the TMNT lore to scale up, so you can re reenact your favorite TMNT story elements with your one fifteenth scale TMNT BST BST AXN collection. Krang is eight inches tall and is packed with uh, features: a snap and release cockpit, at, um, access through the race housing Krang in the control pit um, of his cool, awesome robot. Uh, Krang comes with an extra set of tentacle arms with uh, ball and pin joints for maximum posability. Krang's robot um, comes with a with several interchangeable hand grips and weapons: an axe, a drill, a laser weapon, a huge katana sword, punching fist. And gripping hands, uh, Krang's uh, robot features uh, 31 points of articulation for maximum posability. A must-have for Team and enthusiasts. Fully posability, killer quality, killer features. A ton of accessories packaged in a great display window. The first uh, in the BST uh, AXN XL category. Eight-inch uh, uh, Team and action figures. Here we come. Uh, I, I want to say like this is not really the first. The first was your um, your exclusive uh flashing robot um but i mean i'll be honest that yeah that, that color scheme turned me off um and i was i was kind of like i mean i was playing the waiting game for waiting for like this mm. uh this version of it because I, I yeah I knew it was coming i, I mean i i kind of want the flashing the flashing version in my comic book store um has like has has a couple in stock and i i've, I've looked at it it's cool looking um but i i i don't know I, I don't do a whole lot of like color exclusives like that. Right. Um, so it, it's kind of like it's neat and it's very nostalgic to me, but also I don't, I don't need that version, but I'm glad it exists. I'm and glad it, it exists. It, uh, my, my thing was that um, I, I preferred the orange flashing and I, I didn't like the original arcade that they made him flash yellow. I thought that was stupid. Like, I, I, I was like, why did Crank flash yellow? I don't know if it was a design choice or if it was a limit, like a limitation, but I, it always annoyed me as a kid. What, why is he, why is he flashing a different color than everyone else? I just thought it was also interesting that this, that that version had come out before um, before the normal one. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's it's out now uh, or it's you can pre, it, you can pre-order it now. You can pre, uh, you can pre you can pre-order it right now. Uh, I mean, it's retailing for uh, thirty five, which is ironic because the. The exclusive one went for thirty, but that could be because that's maybe maybe the uh, big bag toy service price might be five dollars more than what Entertainment Earth might release it as when Entertainment yeah. Earth. I think my I think my comic book store was selling it for thirty. Yeah. So um and and that that's the thing because it ha- it's not up at uh at, at Entertainment Earth just yet. Um I I. I, I, I personally like this, um, and I like that it comes with pretty much the same accessories um, th- with the NECA one. And, I mean, I'm still annoyed because my axe broke for my NECA one, and NECA has been promising me for two years now 
that they were going to replace it because it was a default on their part because uh, when I tried to when I put an arm when I tried to take it off it immediately like broke off uh, but uh, you know they've uh, they keep responding with the same canned response um, so yeah I mean that's that's kind of par for course with NECA unfortunately yeah uh, yeah so but uh, I I mean I'll be honest I'm I, I think I'm gonna have this like kind of replace that that NECA one only because I mean I really think as I love the NECA one, like like it, it's just it has a better cartoon look to it, but I think this one looks better. Like just yeah, like I think this one this one is a much more fun toy. Yeah, uh, yes, which yes, is, is a much more fun. Which toy. is why I'm interested. Which is why I'm more interested in it because I like to play w- with my toys that I buy. Yeah, you know, I like to take them out. I like to pose them. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. Like I, I keep I, accidentally I hitting the mic right now with an action figure that I'm trying to pose. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> But it's, and so it's like having having these figure like having these figures um, from the best action line like honestly like I said I I kind of want to go back and collect and collect some of these yeah um, just because they look like a lot of fun and if they start to get into more weird stuff because we talked last week how they're doing um, the body count image version of, 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 Casey, of Casey which is amazing uh, I'm really looking like if to they're that. gonna if they're going to get into that kind of stuff, then that really puts them in a new, you know, that puts them in a new market that like NECA hasn't even tapped yet. Right. Really. Um, Exactly. Because, you know, you want to talk about like least represented versions of turtles, you know, look no further than the, in the image run. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and just, it got me thinking like how crazy would it be if best action is the, is the toy line that gets idw figures first <laughs> that would be to be honest that would be insane and like i'll be honest if they get idw first like that might be the only line i might get um idw figures uh, uh because like i'll be honest like whoever does it first that's like that's a wall that's what we'll get it from um yeah i mean that's just the, the way i feel uh oh um so speaking of like the figures that were revealed last week i wanted to bring this up because uh, because there's always like things I um I like remember right after we record last week you were saying that the the Krang with the different color uh, bubble walker um and you're like oh that's from the Krangozoid episode and I was like kind of blank I was like I don't it's like I don't that doesn't that didn't make sense to me I remember it now after when I was like editing the episode I remember it was like, oh yeah when he when Krang like uh, clones himself uh like the clones had different color bubble walkers. Yeah. And, that, and so you sent me the picture. I yeah. Like, I, I sent oh. you the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, 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 I usually, I, I usually do that. Like right after, like, uh, especially like when I'm editing, I'm like, this is mm. what I meant to say, because you know, it's always like when you're on the mic, you just, there's so many things that you forget. And then after, after the mic is like, Oh yeah, I meant that. I meant that. Yeah. Thankfully, like when we're doing our show, you know, we, we do our research times um and through the magic of editing it you know it's all seamless but right. when you when you and i do this show like we're doing it live on youtube so right we right. don't we don't have that luxury anymore yeah 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 we don't have that luxury there um but yeah I, i'm excited for this crank oh uh, and like you know I, I was holding off for the other one so i'm so glad i hold off uh the next thing i'm going to talk about is uh, Minimates. Uh, we have a brand new Minimates 
set announced and let me read that uh press release um a diamond select toys release the heroes in a half shell are back for an all new box set of two inch mini mates this time the set captures five classic 1980s ninja turtles uh cartoon characters donatello april shredder bebop and a foot soldier in a slip cover box set depicting the iconic turtle blimp from the show each mini mate features multiple points of articulation and fully interchangeable parts limited to 1987 pieces this is the first set in the series uh designed and illustrated by barry uh bradfield well there you go uh i, th- I thought it was i thought it was neat you know it, it's it's nice to see more mini mates of yeah. the turtles i got out of mini mates a long time ago so these aren't for me but I'm glad they exist. Yeah, uh, I'm actually, oh, I'm actually excited for these. Um, the, you know, we like the last set. I was super excited for because I thought the packaging was really cool when it was designed off of the original, uh, like VHS um, set. I thought they did a yeah. really good job of cap of capturing that. Um, and uh, we actually have a review of me uh, go- going through that. Uh, th- uh, this set, um, like I'm not as excited for, but I'm still definitely going to get it. I like the fact that we have the blimp. Um, I will say like, I was like parts of me, I was kind of hoping like we'd get more, uh, VHS covers. Um, I, cause I doubt that, that's what was my big draw with this one. Mm. Um, I, I like the fact is like, okay, we're getting four new characters, uh, in this line and then we're getting another donatello and donatello is actually like cartoon color as opposed to the action figure color that we yeah. got uh the last time i'm also hoping that not donatello also comes with two small uh ninja stars because uh the clean you already lost yours <laughs> uh, no the cleaning people threw them out uh <laughs> like i was like uh so so for my wife's like uh uh when, uh, baby shower gift uh one of her friends decided to hire professional cleaners to uh cl- clean the house and it was like r- they came like right after we filmed uh the mm. uh the review and I-, I specifically put i was like oh i'm not taking the ninja stars out of the package because i don't want to lose them and that was like my whole thing after i filmed the close shot of it i was like okay just keep it in there. I put uh, the tape was on and on everything, so I wouldn't lose it. And then, uh, uh, but the package was out. The plastic insert was outside of the actual VHS uh, uh, sleeve, and uh, mm-hmm. the cleaning people looked at it, assumed it was garbage, and threw it away. And like as soon, as soon as they left, I was like, "Honey, uh, did they did, did they take the garbage with them?" She was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I was like, oh, they." I was like, they threw away, <laughs> they threw away, not only they threw away the package, they threw away the, the accessories that went with it too. Well, it was, luckily, yeah, it was just those two ninja stars, but yeah, it was like, oof. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, you know what actually probably get me to get the mini mates would probably be if they did vehicles. Oh, oh, if they actually made a physical vehicle, not just a cardboard yeah. cutout. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like if they, like if they made a mini mate scale, uh, turtle van. That would or, actually be pretty cool, and like especially since this is, I know that they they mentioned that this is going to be a set of a series. I imagine the next one will be the the next slipcover will be a turtle van. I I can only imagine. I'm wondering if they're going to have four, like one for each turtle. But at the same time, there's like these four characters. Like 
Um, like other than Splinter, Rocksteady, and Krang, I can't think of like anyone else they can throw in there other than like just more foot soldiers. Like, I mean Baxter. Yeah, that's true. Back. Yeah, there, there's Baxter. You can do like Leatherhead. Hokum hair. Hokum hair. You know what? What if? What if Diamond Select releases Hokum hair before NECA and Playmates? I would. I mean, obviously, buy it. That would get me right into. Uh, but yeah, one thing I do want to mention. I thought. I thought. I thought this was like really weird and odd, uh, because Minimates Minimates has that that cylinder head, and that's like you know part of like their design and everything. Mm-hmm. Bebop has a fully molded head, and I just thought it was just weird. It it looks really weird and yeah. a little unsettling. Yeah, uh, I'm not a I'm not a fan of that. Uh, th- but there's really there's really no way you could do that. I think part of what part of what I would have rather than see them do would would have been to do a fully molded head, but as like a cap to uh, like you put that on the head, kind of like Shredder's helmet or April's right. hair or right. even Donatello's mask. Right, um, right, right. Because uh, but, but Bebop's head seems like very undersized com- compared to like his compared to everybody else, but it's in proportion to his body. So it just, it, it all looks weird. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it just looks very weird. And like, um, and it is, it's almost like, you know, sometimes you, when you get like the Lego minifigures and then like, uh, like most of them have like the, the yellow, like cylinder head thing that you just put a mm-hmm. hairpiece on. And then, and then you get like the special characters, including like the Ninja Turtles. So all of a sudden, like they have like this molded head, and it just doesn't fit that well with like the other uh, minifigures. And that's why I feel like with uh, Bebop, like I don't know why, like he doesn't have that design. And I mean, yeah, I personally I would prefer like all of them have like uh, the molded head that Bebop has, but the fact that he doesn't, he lo- he looks like the odd man out, and like. Because like even uh when we got like the the VHS uh ones the the small baby turtles also had the cylinder heads like it was like they went in that much detail to make sure that the baby turtles also has like that same design it's just like yeah. weird that Bebop does not have it yeah like I said I, I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of that one gotcha yeah no I yeah I I I think it's weird um um I mean I know. I know I'll get these because, uh, I mean, I'm too interested into them. I'm, I'm actually, I, I'm personally, I'm, I'm excited for them. And, uh, you know, I have the other set. I mean, the the blimp package is pretty cool. Uh, you know, I do think it's, like, I do think it's kind of odd that they're, it's limited. But I love the limited number. Did you catch what the number was? How many, how many items were only being made for it? Uh, I did not. 1,987. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I was like... <laughs> that reminds me of the, um, uh, of the, what you call it? The Nendoroids. The rest of the Nendoroids, uh, went up for order and, and then we got a full, like, solicitation for the Krang Nendoroid. Uh-huh. Um, and everyone was looking at those and, because the turtles are, are numbered, uh, 1984, 85, 86, uh, eight, and 87. Oh. And people were like... That's really weird. Those aren't like only two of those are years for Ninja Turtles and not realizing that Nendroids have their own numbering system. Right. So those just happen to be 
where uh, if you collect Nendoroids, Ninja Turtles are the 1,984, 85, and 86, 87 figures. <laughs> they just happen to be, oh, wow. That's they like, just happen to fall there. So, so that was just a funny little thing, too. Right, right. All right, so uh, the last thing uh, I want to talk, we're going to talk about, we're not going to go too much detail into it because of, uh, uh, like, you well, know. Before, before we get into that, yeah. um, you didn't put it in the news here, oh. but uh, Last Ronin, uh, The Lost Years, oh. drops tomorrow in comic book shops. You know, I, meant to, uh, I meant to mention this. I meant to get a picture of it. Yeah, Lo- The Lost Years uh, drops tomorrow. So does Saturday, Advent- Saturday Morning Adventures uh, number four. And yep. uh, Power and uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers cross Ninja Turtles 2, uh, issue two. Oh. Yeah, so head to your comic book store tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow morning, uh, the website io9 is going to have an ish, uh, interview with Ben Bishop, uh, and there's going to be some cool reveals, let me tell you. Uh, nice, um, nice. I can't wait. So that's going to go up at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, so bring us back to our final topic of the night. All right, bring it back to the final topic of the night. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, first I'm going to say... Uh, Mutant Mayhem, I swear, like, no other Ninja Turtle movie ha- it has, like, so many leaks that's, like, been, like, uh, been coming out, uh, for this, um, but, uh, so right now what's floating around the internet, like, you know, uh, this week, because I'm pretty sure there's gonna be something next week, uh, is that there's a storyboard animatic, uh, uh, floating around that, like, you know, is... Uh, supposedly uh, for the mo- movie, uh, the new movie that's coming out this year in August, which is uh, Mutant Mayhem. Uh, what you're seeing on YouTube is not that uh, storyboard um, animatic. It is actually from Rise because I am not going to get <laughs> myself in trouble uh, with, yeah. um, uh, with it. So uh, Jason hasn't watched it. I did watch it. Um, and whether or not it is actually... From the movie, we don't know. It's not fully confirmed um, or anything. It just kind of showed up on a random account, and nobody's claimed it. Um, so, like I said, could or could not be for Mutant Mayhem. Uh, but it does offer some insight into kind of what's been teased, um, and it, it it may may not even be an actual scene from the movie. You know, it might be an animatic that was cut. Um, we don't know. So, so definitely speculate responsibly. Um, don't just go sharing it willy nilly right, because right, right, that's right. how you get groups shut down on Facebook. Yeah, so. yeah it, exactly. Definitely go. Don't uh, uh, like, like share it or anything like that because uh, you know, unless you want uh lawyer emails because you know, those aren't fun. Um, but all right. Uh, when I saw it like um, uh, uh, floating around, um, like, you know, I was talking to Anna about it. And if you guys don't know, Anna uh, has done animation and she has done animation for at least uh, two series that's aired on TV. Uh, and uh, both of them owned by Awesome Inc. Uh, uh, animation uh, Studio, which is here in Atlanta, Georgia. What she was telling me, she was telling me, she was telling me like this is like something that like she doesn't think this is like real she doesn't think that this is something that can be shared because of a few things one uh because of covid time uh 
a lot of people are doing the animation from home. There's a lot of people working from home and everything. Um, but because of that, it opens up more risks. The what they're doing, how they're mitigating it, like like you know the people like her and like other people that are like you know not in that top level, like when they get um, when they get like animation samples or storybook animatics or anything, um, their name is watermarked all over it. So that way, if if it does go out, they know that it was them that did it. Uh, so, uh, like, and then also, um, for someone to release it that does not have a watermark, that's like putting themselves in the risk of being blacklisted from, uh, any animation company, and no, like, no one's gonna want to do that. Uh, like, that's why I, that's why, like, we believe that this is not real at all, because this is not, this is not the same situation as... Uh, like the other images or the or the or the snack company or like you know just uh things that like thing like other companies getting like the assets um like for their advertisements or anything like that because they're getting these to get prepare to advertise for the actual show and they don't have as much of a risk to go uh to go with it and that's what like that but this is like something someone is animated for so for an internal use so yeah. like if a top person is like doing this like one like they're gonna find out from the file like who was it but also the top like the person who does is not gonna want their work out there um uh, like in this situation and also with the security risks like she because she was telling me she was like she was like you know I, she was like i work for awesome inc uh and like, you know, they took everything so seriously. I can't imagine a movie studio that works for Paramount can just, like, let something this easy go out while, like, like you know, well, she had her own experience of, like, have of, of, of like, you know, uh, of her things, uh, like, you yeah. know, go, going out. Like, so. That- so, yeah. So it's so it's really interesting how this came out. Um it's going to be really curious to see, you know, if there's any potential backlash from all of this. Um, I, I mean, I'm following it. I, I just, I'm really curious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I will say the other thing I, I, I will say, because like, you know, like the other stuff that came out, like, you know, can't one of what was a conference call and like someone like shared a screenshot with, they shouldn't have. And Viacom was like already, they were all over it like the second day. This snack company that um, that both uh, Mike and I we had uh, we had uh, our images uh, removed. Like you know, they did not spend much much time um, making sure to scrub that or have their have Viacom's lawyers come after after me. Yeah. Um, this one, I I'm, I'm I'm not seeing anything. I'm not seeing any repercussion. And this is a bigger thing. And I mean, I'm kind of comparing it to the. The 2014 movie script leak, leak. Do you remember that, Mike? Uh, vaguely, yeah. Because I remember, I remember the whole Eric Sachs, um, as Shredder thing. And, like, uh, no, I'm talking about, I'm, I'm talking about the movie, the movie script leak, where, like, basically after, uh, after Michael Bay said, like, oh, these guys are aliens, and then 
all of a sudden, someone like, somehow, like, some random website had this leak of a script where basically the main character was Casey Jones, the Ninja Turtles were just like secondary characters, uh, the F-bomb Oh, was like, no, I don't remember this. Oh, no, see, l- uh, yeah, like, the F-bomb was like, uh, was throughout, uh, l- was like thrown out, like, I, and I remember like, that was like, when that leak came out, that was, uh, I met Kevin Eastman like that week. Uh, that was like my first time ever like talking to him and like him and I were like kind of laughing about it because we're like, no, because he, 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 he was like, he, he, he was like, yeah, like there's, there's no way this is like real. This is like, this is just someone just making, uh, making it up. He, Cause he said like, I, I promise you if it, if it was real, I wouldn't even like tell you if it was or not. So, so yeah, so, th- so this whole thing, like we said, like we've been saying, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. It may or may not be real. It may or may not be uh, real. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm you're not, saying that the, you're not going to get a prize. You're not going to get a prize if it is real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah you but, get a pri- I mean, if, 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 if it's real, like your prize is that you like, you got to see something, you got to see a scene like early and like really bad, crude uh drawings um like you know because that's what and out of about. context so yeah and out of context yeah. yeah yeah so like you know it's either like if you want if you want yeah we're totally spoiler, we're totally stry sending affecting this this thing that we said we weren't going to talk about that much so. right 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 we, we totally are but yeah uh but that that's just like i'm just i'm just giving you guys like the how how an, how another industry animation industry handles um these kind of things and why on our side we kind of like oh no i don't think this is possible but yeah i mean you know like i said take it with a grain of salt um just uh, like you know i mean like you know as mike said if it's real then like you don't get a prize i mean if it's not real it's like you know i mean and as also like what mike said or like some of the other people are saying because i feel like this is the out thing is like oh they're probably like we'll cut it we'll cut it out because of the backlash uh, you don't know like yeah i mean there's so many things yeah. yeah there's 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 just there's been some dumb talk about like oh like we're gonna we're gonna use this to sonic the movie and yeah you know, so, meaning meaning that they'll be able to change the movie or anything right um but yeah this this isn't gonna this isn't gonna do no this isn't, this isn't gonna, gonna do Sonic no no, no so. this is not gonna do anything I mean I mean to be honest I wouldn't be surprised if it's just like a group of people trying to just be like hey let's make the let's make the people like angry about it so we can like you know I, I felt like that's what the mm. and back in 2014 that's what that script that leak script was there for was to get Michael Bay off the movie um because like literally that script if you read it um back then it was literally like the someone trying to write the Ninja Turtles movie as a Transformers movie alright guys welcome back and uh, right now, I'm just picking off uh, everyone from uh, the Ninja Turtle Power Hour as, you know, we just listened to Mike. Now we have Spencer from Ninja Turtle Power Hour. What is going on, my friend? Hello. Yeah, I'm Spencer. Uh, I, you know, I got told I could come here and just talk about the 2003 animated Ninja Turtle series. And I uh, could not say no to that. Uh, no, I, I was like, I need someone to talk about this, especially because, like, Mike has this, like, hatred for it. Like, every time I bring it up, he's like, oh, I hate that thing. Uh, he's not, I don't want to say hate, but he yeah. doesn't like it as much as 
um, as some of the other people. Uh, but yeah, uh, I wanted to do like just a retrospective on the 2003 series because this is the 20th anniversary of that series, and I'm pretty sure Nickelodeon is not going to celebrate it at all. Uh, like, you know, maybe... Um, like, I wouldn't be surprised... I wouldn't be surprised if there was no action figure. I'd be more surprised if, like, Playmates do do, like, a re-release of, like, the four turtles and be like, oh, it's the 20th anniversary. Because, like, I, I, just, I just don't see it coming, especially since those figures were a lot bigger than the uh, other turtles that they released. Yeah. Well, and since its anniversary is on February 8th, like, I just don't see any sort of... And there's no announcements or anything so far. Like, I feel like with something like that, there's that close now. Right. Someone could have announced something already if they were going to do something. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right you would now. think... I mean, because I know for... I know last year was the 10th anniversary for the 2012 series, and they did one of those van boxes. Oh, but that was, like, pretty much the extent of it. And we know, like, Nickelodeon... Like, oh, I mean... Finally, after like I don't know how many years they got like the the franchise, we can actually finally like legally see the final season of the of the 2003 series, which is uh, Back to the Sewers. That was like driving me crazy for like uh-huh. forever. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, they have it all out on Paramount Plus now, at least that you can stream, and it's the whole thing. Yes, yes, uh, yes. I'm I'm still crossing fingers that. I can actually like buy it digitally just because I would like to, uh, I mean, I would like to have a physical version of it, but at the same time, if I can get it at least in my digital library, so that way I don't have to depend on Paramount Plus. Now, granted, I am getting Paramount Plus for free because it is included with my Walmart Plus subscription, which it did like kind of like that. It did make that subscription like so much better when they announced it. I was like, oh, hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is way cool. I didn't know that was a thing. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, you know, because Walmart's trying to compete with Amazon and everything, uh, we got, we have it because what's cool about Walmart Plus is that the store deliveries will, um, they they don't charge you for that. You don't have to like, like, uh, and you don't have like a minimum on that. And especially like, we'll have like days where like, oh no, we're out of milk. And, uh, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to leave the house, especially, like, uh, our youngest is now, is almost three months old now. Uh, it's, since it's hard to, since it's hard to leave, it is, like, much easier just to have someone just come in, just deliver, just deliver, like, the groceries we need, and then, uh, and then call it a day. And it's, like, $100 a year. So, $100 a year for free deliveries from Walmart, plus you get... A year subscription of Paramount Plus. I'm like, hey, that's actually pretty worth it. Yeah, no, that is real. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 re- I really enjoy it. And then uh, recently, I actually upgraded uh, Walmart. You better be like sponsoring this. Um, <laughs> but I upgraded. <laughs> I upgraded it uh, because like now we have it like we're. They actually deliver in our garage, and our garage has a refrigerator, so they'll actually put the milk in our refrigerator, and we don't have to tip them anymore. Like because like the the it's part of the service. It's actually like instead of like random DoorDash drivers coming to our house now, it's actually like a Walmart employee with like a 
body cam uh, to make sure, like, you know, no one hits them in the face. Um, and also, it's, like, supposed to be, like, also, it's also, like, you know, if, like, someone steals, like, uh, something from us, like, they, like we can have, like, video proof of that. Um, but, yeah, like, they literally, like, open our garage door, put the stuff in the refrigerator, and then leave. And, like, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, it's, like, uh, yeah, we, yeah, we got that upgrade, and I, we've been, like, loving that one just because it's, it's just, like, insane. This is just because it's, like, oh, hey, that's, it's really convenient. And also, I got tired of, like, trying to gra- grab all my groceries, like, when, when it's raining, and then I have to, like, grab it all from the front door. So I don't have to worry about that anymore either. Pretty cool. Yeah. And not to mention, like, getting Paramount Plus with that is awesome because, yeah, the only things I really use Paramount for is I watching the 2003 series of Ninja Turtles. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to tell you this. uh, uh, My son uses Paramount Plus much more than I do. Uh, He loves Paw Patrol. Yeah. Yeah. Children stuff is fantastic. And soccer. I guess the other thing I use it for is soccer. Oh, soccer. Oh, Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, they had, like, no, no, no. They didn't have anything with the world, not not the World Cup, but I know they have like regular soccer matches. Yeah. Especially, I'm a huge soccer fan, and uh, the Atlanta United is actually their season opener is I think I think it's actually this weekend. Actually, uh, is either uh, uh, is either just passed right or it was like next weekend. But I know uh, their season is just starting soon. Yeah. Yeah, the preseason games are hitting now, and it's like the like the final week of February or so uh-huh. that we start seeing the the normal season start. Right. I'm yeah. I'm excited about it. I'm a Real Salt Lake fan here in Utah. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, because like you know, I mean, not to flex brag about the uh, Atlanta United, like you know, the second year that was formed, they won the MLS championship, and like you know. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, and yeah, I yeah. mean, Real Salt Lake did it back in two thousand eight or nine. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> They're also the first team to uh, make it to the finals of the Concacaf Champions League. Oh, nice. Uh, they lost, but you know they made it to the finals. It was the, hey. <laughs> the first time they'd done it. <laughs> nice. MLS, sorry, the first MLS team to have done that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, I know the Five Stripes. Uh, they've. They've been doing good um, after the the championship. They just uh, uh, they haven't been like like you know, and they've won like because MLS also has like so many different like championship things too. Like because I know last year or not last year, it was like the year before I went to one of their championship games and and they won that. Like it was like three to zero or three to one, I should say. Um, uh, I remember I, I, I saw that one, but like I mean, MLS is it's like oh, like I swear they have like every week like oh, this is a championship game. Oh, here's another championship game. It's kind of hard to keep up with that. Yeah, all the different tournaments and stuff that are always going on. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the, so the funny thing is about it is that uh, you know in Atlanta we actually built a new uh, stadium for the Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons, the football team. Um, but mm-hmm. like real football, uh, Atlanta United, they actually have the actual like championship flags in that stadium because they also use that stadium uh, as well. Uh, so it's just funny how like it, it is like it, like every, you go in there, it's all like Atlanta Falcons, but like all the championship stuff is actually the Atlanta United. 
nice. <laughs> That's <was> funny. <laughs> yeah. Is there? Is there a, is there, are they going to be having the World Cup in that stadium? Um, yes, the World Cup World is Cup coming. Yes, the World Cup. That's going to be one of the nine. I don't. I can't remember how many stadiums are for for the World Cup. Um, so, um, yeah, in in four years, I am one hundred percent planning to take myself and my two boys because especially like my oldest will be eight my youngest will be four uh so they will actually be old enough to hopefully well the eight year old will be old enough to enjoy it the four year old will probably just uh i don't know play on the tablet uh, but uh i i definitely plan to go in that and since my nationality is um iran i am crossing my fingers that at least like one Iran like uh, group stage is played in the uh, in the actual uh, state the uh, Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium. If not, I will go to like whatever uh, state or country uh, because you know the World Cup uh, this year is being done in both Mexico uh, and Canada as well. Um, or ne the next one. Uh, so wherever Iran is playing, I'm going. Because uh, I've always wanted to see a live uh, World Cup match for them. Yeah, no, that would be super cool. I mean, you got to take advantage of it when it's right in your backyard. Oh, oh, you know, oh. As close to your backyard as it's going to get. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> you know? oh, 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 definitely. I mean, um, when in 1996, I mean, I'm old enough to uh, remember this. I remember when the Olympics was in Atlanta, and uh, I, I saw like a bunch of games uh, and everything. Like, I, I took the biggest advantage of that, and I remember seeing USA winning uh, the track and field event. I can't remember which athlete was it, but it was a such a big deal. Uh, and I, re I remember like being there for that moment. That was actually really cool. And then like um, also like since uh, uh, Iran, like our biggest sport is wrestling. Uh, I saw like a bunch of uh, wrestling matches during the Olympic Games, and that was actually really cool. It's way awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, going back into uh, you know Ninja Turtles, you know, we yeah, that was a big long uh, tangent. I was not expecting, <laughs> but uh, going into Ninja Turtles, you know, uh, the two thousand three series, uh, like, so I imagine you also watched this like while it was airing, um, correct? Yeah, I was about. I mean, I was about six years old when it started airing, so I probably came in at about. When I really became conscious of it, I know gotcha. I was watching Saturday morning cartoons, but when I really became conscious of it and a fan, I was probably eight years old, so uh -huh. about 2005. Gotcha. For like season three. So, so these were the turtles that you actually grew up with. Yeah, these were my turtles. These were your turtles. I mean, I will say, like, I mean, uh, yeah, I was definitely older, like a lot older uh, than um, than than you were when when the, when this uh, originally aired, because obviously the original uh series that was you know what i grew up with and everything and uh for me like this series is actually what actually got me into ninja because like when i watched it when i was a kid it was kind of like oh hey i'm a kid of course i have to like this because like this is like a cartoon and i i love like cartoons and this this was the most popular cartoon during the time uh so mm -hmm. i was like I had to I, ha I had to like it and everything. And then when the 2003 series came out, like I just remember when I when I was watching it and I was like, "Wow, this is like a lot darker." And I was like, 
where's the pizza like where's this and that this is actually this series is actually what made me discover about the original mirage comics because i like after the first season ended that's when i discovered like most of those episodes were, were based off the original comics so like i actually went and like tracked down uh the uh, the original comics then and like you know this is like before comicsology so and this is actually before idw bought the series so like there were not there were not mirage re, uh reprints uh at this time like you know especially like at this point mirage was doing like season uh ser- volume four because uh, they literally just came back because pierre laird was doing that push of getting ninja turtles back um and but like i'm i remember reading the comics and especially like uh how when I found out that like part of the storyline was adapted for the original movie that that blew my mind yeah no I mean if it wasn't for the series I maybe have not like I always liked comics as a kid you know I dig out the funnies and yeah uh you know Calvin and Hobbes books and stuff like that but I never would like really probably would have gotten into comic books if it wasn't for the series I when I saw the Turtles Forever movie finally at the end of all of this I learned yeah. that oh, wow, there was a comic book before this. Uh, and eventually went and found it. I found it on the internet because, like, Mirage had thrown it up, like, the first, oh, I don't know how many issues, like, on their website that you could just, like, read for Yeah, Yeah, like, I think it was, like, the first, like, 20 or something like that. Yeah, it was up through, it was up through the Unmentionables. I'm trying to remember which issue that was, but the story with the, the cow that gets lost. Yeah. Uh, it gets stolen, and Casey's on the, on the prowl looking for it. Uh-huh. And so, anyway, it read up to that and then ended. And I remember being like, well, when do they return to New York? I need to know this. <laughs> so then it wouldn't be till like, years later that I found the Ultimate Collection. I was able to read through all of that. And then that eventually got me to the IDW comics. And all of that just got me into comic books in general. Like, I just realized that, like, oh, yeah, this is something I've, I genuinely love. You know, there was Marvel movies and superhero movies coming out at the time. So I started into those and, and reading those and right ever since then i've been a big i guess i've been a big comic book nut so <laughs> yeah yeah no no i totally understand like i said like this one like i went from okay i like to watch ninja turtles to like okay i really want to know everything about ninja turtles like that's like you know like you know i that's what when i found about the origins and like you know uh the fact that like playmates was the one that did the headband colors uh and how much um how much layar just did not like the uh original uh tv series because he felt like it was just too like he felt like it got too commercialized and like that's why he that's why the 2003 series like they have like this whole like no pizza kind of thing because they just did not like they didn't want to like have everyone like go back um into like like they didn't want they didn't want like the 87 series to be the one that defines ninja turtles they wanted like this series to be the one that defines ninja turtles and i mean i thought that i really thought this was a great adaptation that they could have done for kids tv for the actual uh the actual mirage uh comics like you know because i mean in the 90s like you know we had the x we had the x-men series we had the uh spider-man series and we had like batman who were they were all those were really close to the comics we just didn't have that for ninja turtles and i felt like this is like hey 
like this is like uh, like your direct comic book adaptation that you could get. Yeah, because yeah, I mean that's what really made me love this series even more is after I read the comics and like could see like oh wow yeah this is where they adapted it. Yeah, where they took it from. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. And I do remember like because. I mean, at the time, like, when I was reading the comics, I still had in my mindset of the original series on, like, how goofy the turtles were, how, like, you know, like, it was, like, I mean, now the comics were not meant to be taken, like, so seriously. It just had a more serious tone. Um, it was still a satire, but, like, I was just in shock of, like, the violence and everything. Like, I remember when I got to the the when the turtles like get captured by triceratons and all of a sudden like the four ninja turtles are like killing triceratons and i was like what no these aren't these aren't my turtles these aren't the ones who throw pizza on shredder's face and be like oh no he got away again yeah <laughs> like i was so like all that was like it just like blew my mind and everything and like when the show came out were you in uh utah or were you in another state Oh, I was here in Utah. I've lived here my whole life. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much lived in Atlanta my whole life, too. I, So, I'm guessing, like, your affiliate actually had, like, Fox Box and, like, just Saturday mornings you would go on and, like, you would watch, like, the new Ninja Turtles uh, on your Fox uh, channel, correct? Yeah. Yep. It was the Fox Box and then eventually it became 4Kids TV. Yeah, going to 4Kids TV. Okay. Let me. Th- I, I gotta paint you this picture because here in Atlanta, uh, and I know this is gonna this is gonna be like some crazy ride. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take you back in like so back when the Fox was first came in Atlanta, it was on a weaker uh, television series uh, ch- channel. Sorry, in a, on a weaker channel television channel. Uh, it was Channel Thirty Six, and. Like, you know, Fox was brand new. It was, like, you know, a brand new channel and everything. Obviously, it's going to get a weak channel. Uh, then all of a sudden, like, you know, the popularity of of that channel got really big. And especially when they got started getting sports and, like, their sports were getting a lot of uh, high views and everything. So they moved the Fox network to a higher signal channel which is channel five which is still currently there because of like how popular it got and everything when it moved there fox kids did not move it stayed on channel uh 36 and at that time channel 36 all of a sudden got the became the wb like so it became the wb affiliate so not only did it have like the Fox Kids uh, shows on Saturday mornings, on Sunday mornings, it would have the Kids WB stuff. Now, when Kids WB, like, started getting, like, bigger and actually started having, like, more of an afternoon uh, lineup and, uh, like, you know, instead of it being, like, a two-hour block, it became, like, a, whatever, eight-hour block. I don't, I can't remember how many hours uh, that block is. Fox Kids is suddenly gone from that from that channel and Fox kids literally got moved into some lesser channel that like the cable affiliates did not even pick up. And, uh, so I had to watch it through, uh, my antenna and like the year that Fox kids actually got like canceled, like where they actually like took Fox kids off the network. 
Oh, that that same year, the that channel became a, a Telemundo channel, like you know, completely Spanish. Yeah. And so the year after, when Foxbox was made, there was no Atlanta affiliate that was having Foxbox. So. I mean, and you guys got to remember, this is 2003. This is like, you know, there, there were no streaming. Uh, like, you know, you barely, like, I mean, we had to use, like, freaking, like, Kazaa to, like, download stuff. And we had dial-up. We still had dial-up at this time. Uh, so when the show was airing, I could not actually watch it on TV. And the only way I was able to watch it was when it came out on DVD and you know who uh, distributed the DVDs, right? I don't. It was Funimation. The same oh, people who yeah, did... Mind, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's the same people who did anime. And the way that anime sells... Uh, because, like, you know, at first when they did anime, they did, like, you know, through... Uh, you know, they like they did it through VHS, so they can only do the limitations of VHS. So, like, you know, Dragon Ball Z and everything was like three episodes per VHS tape. When they mm. transfer it over to v- to DVD, instead of like putting more in there, even though they have more data, no, they were like, oh no, it's still like three episodes, and like you know, it costs like thirty bucks. Uh, so I had to wait. So like, I had to wait for the DVDs. Each DVD. Uh, only had three episodes on them. Luckily, like, Funimation would actually release two at a time. But, like, so I had to, like, I would get, like, two DVDs, six episodes, watch it, like, pretty much, like, that night. Uh, like, and then I'd have to, like, sit around, like, another, like, three or four months to wait for the next DVD release. Oh, man. Oh, my God. It was, like, so awful like and um uh, i mean uh the thing like you know luckily uh soon uh like you know at one point uh it the show was airing on cartoon network in their maguzi uh ne- uh like you know time block and uh and but like and then they actually the cartoon network actually aired, started airing new episodes on on their network uh as well which was uh, which was fine for me but then like the cartoon network took it out uh, and yeah, yeah uh, and like you know f- four kids like i, I want to say i want to say upn picked up four kids tv for like 3 weeks and i was able to watch it there for a while but then it that then they decided no we're not going to have going to have it anymore it wasn't until it finally became uh, CW Four Kids uh, mm. when I was finally able to watch uh, Ninja Turtles regularly, and that was the, for the final season for Back to the Sewers. Yeah, yeah, it was Back to the Sewers at that point. Yeah, it was Back to the Sewers at, um, at that point. I mean, it was just so crazy on how the on how like how it got how in Atlanta it was done. And all right, now. The DVD-wise, I, I really got to talk about the DVDs because the DVDs were just insane. Uh, because, like, the first two seasons, they they were releasing them in order. Like, you know, it was in, it was an episode order and everything. Uh, so that was not that big of a deal. And then you start getting into, like, season three. And season three, Dizzy's felt like, oh, let's start releasing, like, unaired episodes of season four so like they weren't in order anymore 
And so, like, what? Yeah, no, no, what no, a weird like, choice. Yeah, yeah, it was it was like so crazy because I remember uh, one of them. It was like, uh, see, it was like, it was like during season three, and then they had like a couple of season four episodes in there, and like, but they didn't have like the. They didn't have the season three finale where, like, you know, uh, Krayel, um was, like, banished um, and, like, Leo gets his uh, shell damaged. And then they didn't have the premiere, like, where, like, Leo had that ad- attitude adjustment. And so, like, I remember it was, like, the second or third episode of season four. And all of a sudden, like, Leo's, like, being all, like, acting pretty much like Raph. And he goes and, like, gets Casey and, like, they, they do, like, a... They, they do, like, patrol together or something like that, even in cases like, oh, what's going on with Leo? And then I, I was kind of like, oh, what's, I was like, are they not going to explain this? I mean, it was just yeah. like, <laughs> and I just did not realize. I was like, oh. What is going on yeah. with Leo? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah, I was like, what is going on? And, like, you know, it, Funimation didn't, like, realize that people wanted these episodes to be in order until, like, season four part uh, two. And then they're like, oh, hey, here's season four. Here's Here's, like season four DVD, like, or it was like the final, like half of like, but it was just like crazy, like these like DVD releases and everything. Uh, it was just like, like, I don't like, it was just like, just the way they mixed them up and everything. I actually remember I had a friend who was like, Oh, I want to buy, I want to borrow your Ninja Turtle DVDs because I want to, uh, I, w- I want to start watching the series. And I told him, I was like, man, uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. Those episodes are not in order. Um, like you're gonna ha- like I was like I was like I was like you're, you're we're gonna have to do like this like library checkout thing so you can like actually understand what like some of this stuff is going on. No, that sounds like it'd be an insane, insane watch through. Very confusing. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm frustrated just watching the '87 series, trying to watch it in the order on the the Turtlepedia website. <laughs> and like it, the order doesn't even really matter all that much for no. the '87 series for the most part. But even then, because I'm trying to watch in this order, and on like season five, they start releasing them, and they're just all over the place as far as the order on those DVDs. So I'm like swapping them out, right? The episode, (laughs) right? Well, I can tell you that uh, because because when we did uh, when I was looking at the the order, I was like, oh, Turtlepedia has it wrong because like they put like the the two Hokomer episodes in season five when they're season four. Uh, I think the return of the uh, planetoid the turtleoid like they put it like later in um in the rotation when that is actually the the season five premiere episode like oh really yeah yeah like um and th- there's like other because i remember I, I, I talked to mike about it too because like i was like oh no like because e- even the um because like the the lionsgate dvds they put it like in this weird order already just because they put it like in a, a different uh, they put in like uh, a different thing for because like for some reason they skipped Once Upon a Time Machine and mm-hmm. so that had to be that one had to be and uh, Rise and the planet the Turtleoid uh, Planet of Turtleoid was actually like a bonus feature on the season ten uh, DVD because like they're like oh no yeah. we forgot them and like you know the fans had to be like uh, where are these and like so uh, that that like ended up happening and then. Um, and then, of course, like uh, the European side season, which is supposed to be in season four, but since it didn't air in America till like season 
seven um, of the show, uh, they put that like way later than what it was intended uh, to be. So like, uh, because when we when we did it in our uh, in our podcast, like we I had a bunch of questions on. People were like, "Why you skip the season seven? I'm like, "It's not season seven. That is the European side season, which is meant for season four. Like, yeah. uh, yeah, because like, especially like they're in that season. Cause you can, you know what season it is like where the technodrome is. That's basically your indicator of like what season, um, it is. And throughout the European side season, tech, technodromes in dimension X. So like, Hey, that's season four. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah. Like, uh, I, but yeah, Turtlepedia, I was expecting them to do it like, I, I was expecting like people in charge of that to actually like put it in like the order. I was, I'm still surprised why they put uh, the Hokum Hair episodes in season five because I mean other than other than the fact that it's like because of the year because they did it did come out in '91 instead of '90. Um, I guess that's the reason why. But uh, you know I don't like you know it's a that's one of those uh, uh, community uh, website things anyway. So like. Yeah. No, it definitely seems like it's much, I don't know, like, I just don't think anyone even knows because no one was expecting anyone to try and catalog or keep track of this cartoon, I think, in the first place. No, 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 so, no, no one was expecting to catalog. Right, confusing. Right, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no one was expecting to catalog them. So, did you actually own any of the... Uh, the DVDs of the, of the, the original uh, DVDs of the 2003 series? I never did. I just kind of woke up every Saturday morning uh-huh. faithfully. Yeah. Uh, turned to Channel 13, you know, Fox Box, and then it turned into Four Kids. Right. And then later on, the CW Four Kids. Then it moved channels. That was the first time it did. Gotcha. For, for me. So I guess I got lucky that way because it was pretty easy for me to watch. I was able right. to watch it. So. And uh, yeah, like I, it was faithful. You know, every Saturday morning up at seven to watch my block of cartoons. Gotcha. Uh, and Ninja Turtles was a priority. And of course. if I had a soccer game, I was I remember just kind of like waiting till the last second, trying to like look at the TV and try and watch every bit of it I could before my mom made me leave and go to my game. Nice. And nice. I'd be bummed if I had to miss it. It's like, what? But I, I the Triceratons are invading. Like, so wait a minute. I, there's, I, I, I need to know what happens to the turtles. <laughs> like, no, yeah. you don't understand. Like, it ended with the turtles like being uh, run out of air. I gotta know like how they survived, and you just saw them just sit down and just kind of like, <laughs> like yeah, oh, we learned missed, how to breathe. <laughs> yeah, and you missed that week, and then you just you know you just gotta pick up where it was next week, and you just gotta guess that you know they made it through all right. I guess. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh <laughs> uh, no. So what I love about what I love about like the original uh, DVD releases was the spines. They actually formed all four turtles, and I thought that was the coolest thing. Even though this DVD uh, release order is such a mess, uh, especially like by the time you get to like the, uh, I'm looking at right there, uh, Michelangelo, uh, like Michelangelo and Donatello. That's like when it starts um, uh, messing up the order and everything. Um, but it displays so nicely, and like. Like that's why I like I will never like get rid of these like uh, DVDs and everything because eventually like before Nickelodeon bought the bought the series uh, bought the franchise I should say uh, the uh, Funimation was actually trying to re-release the show actually in order and actually doing like thirteen episodes uh, per 
uh, per release. And so they did it season one, season, season one, part one, season one, part two, and then season one, season two, part one. And then like season two, part two was released, but it's a really rare one just because of uh, like uh because of like the limited numbers they they were able to make before like Nickelodeon was like oh no this is our property now and they're like oh here you go bye oh yeah oh they just handed it right over and they were done yeah yeah they just handed yeah the the funny thing about it was that because when it was released on DVD it was also this because this was like when people were still switching over from VHS to to DVD that uh they also had uh, these episodes also released on VHS as well. So, like, VHS, like, uh, the spines looked so much better because of how much whiter it was and everything. The thing is that, like, with the VHS, I think it stops, like, in, like, I think, like, halfway to, like, Michelangelo because by that time, like, VHS was a dead, uh, you know, uh, media. Yeah, it was absolute. I'm absolute. I mean, at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, the the unfortunate people, the the unfortunate for the for the VHS uh, collectors, they just they can't complete the Ninja Turtle team uh, like the DVD collectors were able to do it. And then the other weird thing about the DVDs, I will say, because some of the cases, most of the cases were black, but then some of them were like green, and they just kept switch. They kept switching between those colors i'm like i'm like no you guys got to pick a color you're like my oc you're killing my ocd-ness like that's <laughs> it, it it was definitely uh crazy i well, just said i miss those fun colored vhs's oh yeah oh 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 the oh the vhs's oh man i remember i had like a few of them like especially the nickelodeon ones they were like orange they were like yeah. bright orange yeah <laughs> oh gosh yeah oh no no i i i, I totally missed those like you know you can't really do that with dvd because like it's or even blu-ray because it's like hey it's a disc like you know yeah, you they, just they print the picture on there yeah yeah um mm-hmm. uh, so uh what were like some of your uh favorite like episodes like uh from the show uh so i mean do you mean as an adult or as a kid because there, uh, there is a difference there <laughs> you know what uh, but, I want I want to hear both. Uh, I, unfortunately, I was an adult for the entire run, so I don't I, I don't have like uh, one of those moments. But uh, but like uh, but yeah, as, as a kid and adult, I, I want oh, um, I'm kind of curious. Yeah, fair enough. So as a as a kid, the season I remember the most and that I really loved, and a lot of people are probably gonna hate it, is uh, it was fast forward. Fast you forward. Know, I was I was at the age to just be like fully conscious of like plots like i loved the show before i watched it yeah but like i could actually under i finally like really started to understand what was going on and things i guess yeah when fast forward is rolling around you know i mean in like old well fast forward was made because they were losing the kid audience and so they're like you know uh uh, what, what was it? Uh, Fox or or whatever. Uh, they were like, "Hey, you gotta like brighten the show up." Like, you know, like like. So fast forward was literally like, "Hey, we're in daytime now." Yeah. So I remember loving the episode of the journal. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I thought that one was really funny. Yes. So, oh yeah. Yeah. They sneak a peek at, at the journal that tells them what their future is going to be, and it turns out that it's not the actual journal. You know, Splinter dupes. Right. 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 Splinter like makes makes the whole thing i so the one thing i do remember in that episode because uh that went like because that that aired in america before 
the the lost season which was supposed to be intended for like the fi- like the original final season of, of of the show like uh because they made the season of the the the, the season of the dragons uh because of yeah. like the the whole like oh they want they're like oh we got to we got to like change the sh- show format and but the the creators were like hey we made a story we want to make sure we end the story uh so but i just remember that one like had just like small spoilers of that one just because like especially like with the like with leo and karai we like you know like we find out like what they're like what they're they're allies now like when did this happen like because that was like before the whole like uh mystic uh thing and everything yeah no i so i was also conscious for that one because that one came out either in the middle or after season six for on because it was they made a big deal out of it on the channel Oh. So like they straight up were just it was like it was like they'd found treasures how they pretty much presented it they're just like the lost episodes right you know, right in our vaults we found these unseen you know whatever like hidden Ninja Turtle the you know Ninja Turtle show that you know that had never been seen before you know the lost episodes and they aired it and it's supposed to be season five but yeah it was supposed to be season uh, five but it ended up it aired at least in that channel after six right uh, or or somewhere around there. And yeah, it was super exciting for me as a kid. I was like, "Whoa, you know, I'm gonna see this this cool Ninja Turtle story." And it it was really cool because I think it was the first TV show I'd watched that had like a more focused plot on what it was like building for the whole you know 13 episodes. I think is how long it lasted. Yes, yes, yes. Well, it was it, 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 it was 12. Story. It, yeah, it was it was actually 12, 12. episodes. And okay. I'll 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 go into why it was 12 um, uh, uh, later. But, uh, yeah, that that final, that that lost season, because uh, that's what the DVD is called, too, the lost season. Um, uh-huh. it, like, uh, it's, act- it's actually a total of 12. Well, the DVD was 13 episodes. But, uh, but it, it was actually, like, 12 episodes. So, but, yeah, that one was super cool for me as well. And I, I think I, like, missed a couple episodes in there, too, because of soccer games. Right. On Saturday. But... <laughs> <laughs> But I really liked that, you know, especially as a kid as well. I, I loved all those episodes. Um, the, the fast forward season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, of the lost episodes. Oh, oh, the, yeah, oh, oh the, lo- the last episodes. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, no. That that was exciting. I know. I'll, I'll, I was excited to finally get get it on like a DVD, and I, because I remember my cable network. I had a Xfinity. Uh, I think it was Comcast then. Um, like they had some of those episodes randomly on demand um but they didn't have like the whole thing so like i watched like the first like four or five and then i had to wait till like funimation actually released the whole season on dvd to actually watch it yeah and then i guess as as a kid and an adult i still like the nano episode Uh uh-huh but like i remember like that episode like scarring me almost as a kid like it kind of traumatized me it is a very traumatizing episode i mean you yeah it melts in like the freaking the lava thing in the middle of the junkyard right and he's calling calling out like daddy yes oh gosh like oh man and he's got the scary mask face thing going on too right and so as a kid i was like oh (laughs) yeah but at the same time the reason why i also still like it as an adult is like as a kid it it helped teach you a bit more empathy, I guess, and understanding for how people can just be raised or a kid can be raised in a bad situation and not necessarily know right from wrong because of the situation they grew up in. And I guess how to not be so judgmental and be more compassionate towards other kids that, right. that I was growing up with and things. 
Yeah. And, and so that's probably like one of the biggest things I do like about the 2003 series is that it does actually have themes that it tackles in it uh, that are kind of not super deep, but a little deeper, especially for a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, right. And I think that's a lot of Laird's influence. You know, it, it gives you something to think about. For, yeah. And, no, yeah. I, I definitely agree with you. Um, I will say for me, my my absolute favorite, hands down, is um, the uh, Return to the New York uh, trilogy. Like, oh yeah, uh, I I love that one. I, it it was just like it would like I love like the emotions like um the turtles would go through because like all of a sudden like you know we're having like the turtles like they're they're going back and like you know invading like uh, Shredder's like lair and everything and like but the action is like nonstop and like I mean like even like. Even like you know, like the like the surprise twist uh, towards the end when like Baxter Stockman comes in with the, like this mech thing and like you know he's like ready to take out the turtles and even and like Mikey calls. I was like, oh my gosh, like how like like uh, like you know, are we just going to get a break on anything? Like you know, he he starts going that and then I loved Mikey's line when he sees the the Shredder clones and. Uh-huh. And he was like, he was like, did Treader just wake up one day and just and just say, hey, I want to make clones of myself, just really ugly ones? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the other thing is, like, that show knew when to, like, poke fun at itself, you know, because, you know, a lot of people, like, think it takes itself super seriously, but it doesn't, you know, it it's kind of clever in the yes. way it does it like it knows when it's over the top and someone's able to like make a joke about how it's over the top right exactly um, yes yes the, the show was like definitely knew when to do that i mean yes this is like a more serious tone than the than the original show but mm-hmm. like i mean a lot of people misremember and they just think like it's just drama 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 throughout the whole thing and they, they just don't realize like no there was actually some like really funny elements and mikey's not the only one with like one-liners like you know the other three also had a bunch of one-liners um as well yeah well it all kind of matched their personalities you know like yeah like raf's kind of you know of course is still like that cutting sarcasm you know kind of the yeah the anger thing and like leonardo makes dad jokes kind of thing, yes you know yeah he'll be like you know in the middle of battle and be like take a seat you know and then he chops the seat off of the hover car and kicks right. it at the you know at the other triceratons it, yeah it's got all of its own little things that are clever and also help define and make the characters work and give them a lot of personality yeah 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 it, it definitely does that and something i was like super impressed with the series because i remember by the time we got to season two like they ran out of like mirage stories like and it was mm-hmm. like clear that they ran out of mirage stories like uh yeah. like you know uh they're like oh, like like even like you would expect like the season two finale should have been City at War, but no, it wasn't. City at War was like a random trilogy, like in the middle of season two, and then like, oh, uh, but then like, but once they like ran out, and I was I, like season three, I was like so wonder, I was like, okay, what are they gonna do? And I'm gonna say this: season three pretty much brought my favorite villain of like Ninja Turtle franchise, and like I don't think any other series has done them as justice as the 2003 series and that is bishop i love agent bishop ah yes yeah no favorite villain so that's the other thing is like my other favorite episodes like as an adult i would yeah. say i love hunt on the run hunt like, on the run is a good one all of like my, my favorite tropes about ninja turtles in it yeah you know, it's got the awesome 
Agent Bishop fight scene where he takes on the turtles and Hun. Yeah. And then Karai, and, you know, eventually leaves. And he does, like, this over-the-top quick fighting, you know, whipping off his tie and yeah. wrapping it around Hun's wrist and using it to, to help him fight, which is, like I said, just so over-the-top that it's super cool. Right. But it's also got, like, the turtles being caught in, like, a multi-sided conflict war kind of thing where there ends up being, like, three different people all kind of going at it. Right. In the confusion. I love that trope. Uh, <laughs> it's... Like I said, it's got everything. You know, it's got the funny scenes after, like, Hun steals Raph's bike and he's just devastated. Right, about, right. <laughs> about losing his bike. Uh, it, it just, like I said, has everything. Uh, it does. Nonstop action. Yeah, yeah. I, no, no, no. It's it, a classic episode for it, that, that is a very classic episode. I, I really enjoyed that one a lot. Oh, and oh, I will also say, like, you could also tell, like, after season two is when playmates kind of like put their foot down and like hey we have action figures to sell (laughs) because all of a sudden like all those like special turtles that that like playmates have been making suddenly they're in the show like like because i remember like uh i remember there was the battle nexus uh turtles and in the battle nexus like season, season two finale they never like wore like that armor that that they wore for uh, for the Battle Nexus uh, turtle toys that they had. All of a sudden, like, Season 3 had this return to the Battle Nexus, and then, like, at the end of the episode, they're where, they're, they look exactly like the Playmate toys. Like, and uh, I was like, oh, okay, I see, I see what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, another thing I love in that series, the Battle Nexus. Nothing's ever done that justice, in my opinion. No, 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 I, 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 I really agree because I I mean I know I know Rise did Battle Nexus after that uh, and I don't I don't think there's, 2012 did. Um, yeah, there's one issue in IDW. Yeah. That man, I was so disappointed when I when I read it. Like I was like, oh, they're going to the Battle Nexus, and then it's like this one shot issue that is like 40 pages, but it's like with Renette and right. like Conan the Barbarian parody. And anyway, it just wasn't everything I wanted out of the Battle Nexus. I think the IDW could still revisit that idea again uh, and uh, switch some things up. They they, they uh, definitely can, the yeah. I, I mean, Battle like Battle Nexus actually had its own like video game, and like, I mean, well, it wasn't exactly all Battle Nexus. They just put the Battle Nexus uh 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 subtitle into the game, but like, but like it it actually had like you know at least like it had that out. Uh, uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Like, uh, like you know, this series did the Battle Nexus really cool, and like no one else has like done it as as good as them. And I, I think it's just a huge part of this series world building. It does a great job of like introducing these like elements and these things because even before the Battle Nexus, Leo fights the Ultimate Ninja, and it kind of right. seeds that, and it seeds like the underground city, which it goes back to. And all, just Nano and all these different ideas. And it comes back to them and revisits them. And it makes their world feel so much bigger and exciting and can lead to all sorts of crazy, insane ideas. But at the same time that it pulls off by somewhat taking seriously at the same time. Right, right. Uh, I don't know. I, I love the balance of this series and everything it does for, for Turtles. Because it takes... Even though the Shredder sticks around for so much time, and then someone else becomes the Shredder, and then there's a Demon Shredder. Yeah. It still feels like there was so much more to it than just that. Right. So many other things going on. Yeah, actually, actually, 
let's get into Shredder because uh, this show did a huge change on Shredder, which, well, uh, like, like I felt I never like I I wasn't offended on it, but I felt like this was the only way to do that ending scene that, from Return New York, um, yeah. for a kids show, and um, but like, yeah, uh, so, uh, you know. The Shredder in the series, like the, uh, the first Shredder in the series, he was a uh, Utram. We find out he was an Utram, and uh, basically, I, basically, I really think they just made him Utram just so that we can cut off. They could Leo can cut off his head and still be still be TVY seven. Yeah, <laughs> like pretty much. Um, but I I just remember that scene when like Leo cuts off his head like the for the very first time I saw it, and I was like, oh my god, like what? And the head fell off, and I was like. I, I was just like in awe. I was like, what is this? And then at the end of the episode, he comes and I picks it up. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, something's different. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, so we had that shredder and then we had, uh, we had a dragon shredder who ended up being, oh no, that's the real shredder. And then, yeah. and then viral became cyber shredder uh, for the final season. Yeah, well, and even Karai was Shredder for a time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Karai was Shredder for, uh, yeah, Karai was Shredder for, she took over the mantle. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and they did the whole, like, uh, you know, they did the whole, like, uh, theme song change and everything where she was like, watch out for Shredder, like, where she was there. Yeah. <laughs> or even after they beat Shredder, you know, for a little bit, they have Michelangelo. Michelangelo, like, like with the helmet. We shredded Shredder. Yeah, yeah. Like, doing a little dance on the roof. That yeah. was... I love that little just change in the theme song. It was uh, so clever and funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually really like that, too. Anyway, uh, but, yeah, the different shredders, there was a ton of them. Yeah. The, yeah, no, the, the, there was definitely a ton of them. Uh, but uh, what did you think of, like, overall, what did you think of, like, uh, Krayel? Like, you know, like, where we find out, like, Shredder was a Utron the whole time. So, like I said, like, when I really got into the story, like, when I really got into it and, like, became a fan was probably around season was around season three so it already been revealed i never okay so, so revealed before gotcha but also i never knew any different i yeah. never knew anything different from a new trom shredder right and right Terrell, you know well yeah, and you probably and now i think about it, you probably didn't even know who krang was like uh-uh yeah not a clue yeah yeah uh i, yeah. I did like i did like the krang cameo where uh he like um the original krang cameo where like there's a Utron walking and he was like, I hate walking on my tentacles. And they're like, shut up, Krang. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I did thought that was a, a really cool callback. And then there was another callback where like April pretended to be a reporter and she was like, I'm from channel six. And then it flipped over. It's like, no, I'm from channel nine. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, channel. I use it as a transition audio sometimes for when we cover our news. Oh, so I, I'll use that one sometimes. And yeah, it's a, uh, you know, April O'Neil, Channel Nine News, then it flips down. Uh, Channel Six News. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, like uh, they had like some some callbacks in there. Um, the only thing I will say, like for Shredder, because now for me, I didn't mind because uh, you know d different media, different story. Like you know, th th we don't have to have things like uh, one for one. Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a component of like as long as it's a good story, I don't care. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I've uh, I've gone back and say like you know. As long as it's a good story, I don't care about continuity. If like something contradicts something from like like ten episodes ago, as long as I enjoy it, who cares? Um, like you know, I've always been like that. Um, as for like Utron Shredder, 
I thought it was a great way to just to get around that whole scene and everything. And then, like, I was shocked in season three when they finally got rid of him. And because I remember, like, I remember, like, uh, reading somewhere they're like, oh, yeah, no, Shredder's not, like, coming back. And, like, they made, they actually made good on that word until, like, you know, uh, Turtles Forever. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I, like, I, because I, I was like, you can't have a show without, shredder and i was like oh no they actually did without shredder i mean now granted we had two other shredders after that um but uh i, I was fine with that um uh, and then like i mean the final season uh or the last season i should say where it was like oh we have a dragon shredder and then it was like oh this is the real shredder i was kind of there that i was kind of like uh we don't we, we don't need a backtrack on that we, we don't need to be like oh this is the real shredder but I did, but I was okay with with that one, and like I just loved the design of Cy of Cyber Shredder. That I didn't I didn't care uh, how his origins came to be or like why he was like stuck in a computer for like majority of that season of that season. Um, the only the only thing I wish we had was because if you remember at the beginning of Back to the Sewers. They, the turtles like go a little farther into future, and then there was like that three-way shredder fights. Oh yeah, and no, that, I remember seeing that. <laughs> yeah, and then that never that never gets resolved because unfortunately, like uh, the the series ended. Um, yeah, after that season, and so they they never got to go back into that. And I was like, I would love to see like how that actually happened. Well, because I remember seeing that, like, I remember seeing that episode when they're going, yeah, when they're traveling back in time and Viral messes everything up, and seeing that there was a three Shredders and just being like, what's going on? Like, why are there three of them? Why are they all fighting? What's going on? And, you know, expecting to be able to see that eventually as this series yeah. went on and, like, waiting for that day, and then the series just ended. And right, right. It was so disappointing. And, yeah. You know, apparently there was a planned arc called, like, Shredder War or something like that. They like, adapted into a comic at some point. Oh, oh, I didn't know it was adapted to a comic. Yeah, someone, someone like, it's like a fan thing. It was like oh. a fan-made, like, motion comic or something where people oh. kind of read it. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know where it's at now. Oh, okay. I, I got it. Anywhere. There were people uh, making it at one point. Oh, wow. I got I got, I got to see if I can find that. Uh, no, I, I didn't know that um, was going on. But, yeah, I, I remember when... I remember when season seven, which is back to sewers. I remember when that was airing and I, I had a feeling that this was going to be the final one only because I knew the ratings were like dropping. And I, I so like when the, the episode where Shred when uh, Casey and April gets married, I was kind of like, okay, this is the final episode. And I, I was happy that they wrote it as a final episode too. At, le at yeah. least like there was like some conclusions on, on everything, but they left, door open just in case if they were going to have have a uh, another season i mean now i will i i'm going to say i am one of those that like i didn't hate back to the uh, fast forward or back to the sewers i didn't hate those um those seasons but i i i i wasn't a fan of the changes either i understood why they doing it because like you need to grab the people by the way did you do you know what originally um, what they were going to have before Back to the Sewers. Uh, so I've heard of like the season 7 of Fast Forward where they also were going to bring back Shredder again. Uh, they were going to have him like pretty much taking control of a Triceraton and uh, he was going to be controlling him and he was going to be back. 
but are you are you talking about the other planned season that didn't go through that was like the turtles with the turtle tots yep that one Oh, man, so glad that didn't get made. I am like, so, like, I mean, th- there's always, like, studio, like, things, like, where, like, they come in and, like, you know, because, like, Fast Forward was a studio mandate, and the, usually those, like, never, they're never good because, like, the studios, they don't know what's what's good. Like, but I will say, when the studio came in and said, hey, you're not doing this, I was actually happy. Like, they came in and yeah. said, yeah, I was like, no, 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 good, good on you guys. Uh, and obviously, like the final season, you you can tell like they were really taking a lot of aspects from the uh, the twenty the two thousand six uh, movie, and and I think part of it was like they were expecting that movie to be more of a success than what it was. Yeah, well, so Playmates had made those toys, and they wanted something to help keep selling it, and so that's why they have, like, eyes and stuff like that, and they changed right. the way they looked. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember I loved Fast Forward as a kid. You know, thought oh. it was really funny. Like, there's that Fly Me to the Moon episode in there as well, where they go to the moon, and Michelangelo makes the Raphael puppet that he's messing right. with the whole time. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was... But... Anyway, there, so it was like funny, and there's all this stuff in it that I, I really enjoyed. But yeah, when season seven rolled around, back to the sewers, I remember kind of starting to feel a little turned off by the show and being like, "Man, like it just isn't isn't the same anymore." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Like, there was I, different, definitely. I, yeah, I will say like because I remember when I first heard that back to sewers was happening, I was excited at first. I was like, "Okay, good. They're going back to the present. We're gonna get back into like." normal like normalish episodes and everything where like they're hiding in the shadows and that kind of stuff um but really i mean i will say like um six and seven that it really was like okay you guys are wearing out your you're welcome like you know it was like there was like parts of me i'm like you know maybe they should have just ended with the dragons and like what the what their original intent intended uh planned end was um like you, know, no. may, may, maybe that last season should probably should have been like just the final one. And I mean, I all say this because uh, I felt like the sky turned red twice. And uh, when I say sky turned red, is because in the original show the sky turned red, and I that was like my term of jumping the shark because Ninja Turtles did it and Batman did it. And I was so whenever like a show like drastically changes, I just I I say oh the sky turned red. Like yeah. you know, and that was just a phrase i came up with before i learned what the phrase jump at the shark was uh, <laughs> yeah yeah it's when when the sky turns red and for me i like i said i, I loved fast forward still like that was still yeah. cool with me uh i was i was at the perfect age for that but like and as an adult i can still watch fast forward and some of that's nostalgia and some of it's because i actually do still think that there's some genuine good nuggets in there here yeah like, and, well, and I like how IDW has seen those and been able to pull them over and kind of just add uh, them. Yeah, to yeah. like, I was surprised when IDW pulled uh, Darius Dunn. Like, I was like, yeah. what? And like, I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Oh, uh, and uh, the Dark Turtles uh, came in that season, which was, like, pretty cool. And, like, I mean, there were actually some, like, really cool elements. I'm not, like, uh, yeah. and I will say, like, uh, when uh, the Pluto TV Totally Turtles channel, like, when it, not when it used to be like they would just air like random stuff instead of like now now what i don't like about it is like they have like a three hour block of and then they share they show the same episodes like throughout the whole day uh so like i feel like it's just too much repetitiveness but like Mm -hmm. whenever 
but back in the but back in the, like when they first did it and like when they got into the fast forward uh season i would actually keep it on the fast forward season because that was like that was like so much more enjoyable to watch like when i'm not paying attention like you know uh because like the other seasons like it is like you have like this like storyline you have to like keep following and everything and like mm. it it is it's like so if you're not if you're not like if, if you don't give it its full attention like you're you are kind of like oh what what's going on and it's not that enjoyable but with but with fast forward i felt like it was it, it felt more like the original series where like it was like oh hey they're doing something you don't have to like pay attention to it too much or like or have to wait to the next episode to see what actually happened what what's the conclusion yeah and, and so that's the thing is like there's there's a lot there that i think is still entertaining and is still fun you know i, I like the inuashi gungeon as well as characters yeah like there, there's some cool stuff in there but season seven that one like so i've been i've been re-watching the 2003 series and i've nearly rewatched it finished uh-huh. my rewatch again but every single time i have I get to season seven and it just slows down. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I I skip the episode like the Incredible Shrinking Serling. Like I just <laughs> cannot. That was I originally a uh, fast forward episode. They just like adapted it for. Um, I'm I'm sure it was. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I struggle with that one. And yeah. then I don't know. Like there's some there's it gives us the moment where Han is a pro, is a is a hardcore gamer, and that part's funny. <laughs> Yeah, uh, when they go to the, inside the video game, I, I'm okay with that episode. But there's a lot of it that is just a no for me. <laughs> whenever I've watched it, uh, I the wedding bells, like the fi- the season finale, is a nice bow on the whole series, and yes. I, I like that one too. Yes, it's yes, nice yes. I actually, I actually enjoyed the yeah the the wedding bells episode. I thought, and I thought it was like really cool how like they brought in like all of like the the characters like you know all like the side characters from the the show and everything i thought i thought that was a really cool way to end it out uh so i do want to talk about i want to talk about like the 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 two like missing episodes obviously one of them it just didn't air and that was insane in the membrane i don't know if you remember Uh that one yeah that's another one of my favorites i i really liked that episode as i mean i never saw it as a kid because it never aired yeah it never aired no no i like uh i think it i think eventually aired like on another network or something like that but like it it didn't it originally did not air on like you know uh like uh fox box or four kids tv whatever channel it was during that time was a season four episode Mm -hmm. um like um i mean that was a i it was a it was actually a nice, a nice, sweet, tender episode because we got to find out more about like Baxter's like uh, mom and everything and his relationship yeah. with his mom. But no, it was also a, like very creepy. Like, yeah, well, it's such a good like dive into his psyche essentially, and it yeah. actually makes you feel sorry for this guy that is annoyed. Like at this point, like he annoys the heck out of you whenever you see him. Right, right. And it drives you crazy as he's, uh, you know, like. You talk about how at the end of uh, Return to New York when they storm the building and like he keeps popping up and he right 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 he keeps up popping up in yeah this giant techno suit uh, and there's all these you know moments and, and you like he sure he gets tortured but you don't necessarily feel bad for him because like in a way you feel like he kind of deserves it right but right epi- but the episode insane in the membrane makes you actually feel sorry for the it character. makes you feel sorry for him and and also like 
I mean, I didn't. We didn't really talk about this, but like Baxter gets mutilated, literally mutilated in this series, because yeah. like every time he fails, like Shredder like punishes him, and then like towards the end, he becomes just an eyeball. Like, yeah, yeah, he's a brain with an eyeball. On. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, and that that's pretty much like it. Like you know, and then like in fast forward, he gets his, he gets like a body again, or 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 his a hologram. I can't remember. Uh, what exactly? I guess I know he's at. The, I know he's in Fast Forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, he's he's in the Bishop Tonight, I think, episode. Or right, it's one after that. Yeah, it's maybe the other Bishop episode after that. But right, uh, yeah, he finally gets to be redeemed, like like Bishop does. Yeah, yeah, he finally gets to redeem him, and then and then there was the one that never got produced that was supposed to be in the Lost season, and like. Um, no, uh, I was about to say I think there was supposed to be something introduced, uh, but no, I'm I'm thinking of insane in the membrane in the membrane because insane in the membrane they they introduced like uh one of the vehicles that they used like throughout the season after that um it just never that one never aired but there was a there was another planned episode and like I mean it never made it into animatics because like the the studio was like oh no this is never making on air. And that was the one where we find out that Hun and Garbage Man were originally conjoined twins. Yeah. And then eventually, like, Garbage Man was removed, right? And just right. Like, thrown away in the trash. And so right. that's why he's got his whole trash thing going on. Yes, 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 exactly, yeah. Uh, now, me, honestly, I never liked Garbage Man. I thought he was a... Me neither. I thought he was a throwaway character. Uh, like, you know, I don't yeah. think they ever made an action figure of him. Because they, they made an action figure of Nano, for goodness sake. Uh, like, uh, yeah. He is the spider bites of the 2003 series. Yes. Oh, oh, spider oh. bites for me is the villain of the 2012 series. That's just like terrible opening episode. I don't care about him. <laughs> it's design I don't like. Like there's just nothing but, I like about the character. I. I mean, I but it, but at least it's Lewis Black. It's 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 Lewis <laughs> Black. I mean, that's the that's the only redeeming thing about spider bites is that it's him. Like I, I don't know who Lewis Black is, so that kind of. Uh, did did you not watch uh, Inside Out? I did. That he was he's the voice of anger, but uh, he, he's a okay. comedian. All right. Yeah. Uh, but okay. yeah. Well, I guess that's all right. But I I don't like the character. So <laughs> Garbage Man is is the spider bites of the 2003 <laughs> series. Yeah. 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 I, I never cared. Never cared for Garbage Man. Um. So I mean, I was actually happy. Like I mean, but like I remember when I was like reading the plot. Of that episode, and I really was like, I, I really, I was, I was like, I was like, did they, did they even like think this was gonna happen? Like, like you know, they could have at least like did the whole kid thing of like, oh, he was a clone or something like that, or like I, I don't know, but it was like, like I, I like. It's incredibly dark. Like that's super. It's pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you know. Spe- okay, so speaking of like incredibly dark, because uh, uh, Mike and I we actually talked about this episode last week, and of course, like the one that everybody remembers, everyone like goes into, is uh, the world that never uh, the 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 same, it, same it was, as it never was. The same as it never was. Yeah, there you go. The same as never was. Yeah. Like that's like, that's pretty much like the most popular episode of like the series. That's the one like everyone like remembers. Um, and, uh, Mike and I, we were actually like talking about it last week. We we're talking about it. it's not as dark as like people think it was. And I brought up the fact is like, it does the Batman pow thing because like when like, when like, you know, like 
Leo and Mikey quote unquote dies like when they fight each other like literally you just have a slash mark on the screen and then they fall and yeah. like like in it could be interpreted as anything they just like you know it's just like people like misremember like the eps- like how violent the episode was yeah well that's that's the biggest thing is like they they tried to get out as much violence as they could with this show yeah but there are some of those episodes like same as it never was and i would even say that exodus the episode where they defeat shredder yeah like what those episodes really needed was a little bit of gore right like like not a lot you know but they really needed some of that there you know some actual cuts and a little bit of blood right because for example like in in exodus uh just like in same as it never was but like in exodus Leo is, like, kind of supposed to be, like, struggling to fight the Shredder and injured, but, like, it just doesn't ever really seem like it. He kind of gets back up from it. Right. It's a great episode. Love the series. But I feel like if you actually had some gore there, like, it would really make it feel like there were stakes. You know, it would really make it more dramatic. Right. And make that moment more poignant. And that's really where I feel like this series sometimes becomes too ambitious. I love it to pieces. Uh-huh. But there's some moments where it's too ambitious because it just can't quite pull it off with the censorship that needs to be done. Right. And, yeah. Show. And I will say this um, because obviously the shows I produced by four kids, the same people who brought Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh um, into America. And like, the, like, especially like, especially like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, like they edited the crap out of. Yeah. Um, out of that show, like where like any sort of violent like gesture has like is like gone uh, and everything. Uh, I was surprised on like some of the stuff that four kids let Ninja Turtles get away with, and I don't know maybe because they were more they were a little more lenient on it because it was a, a like uh, American produced uh, series. Um, but mm-hmm. like, but. But at the same time, you're right that like some of those like to get the point across, we needed just a little bit more, especially like, uh, you know, uh, Exodus, Creel was supposed to die like that, like that uh, thing, like where he gets uh, like uh, teleported like that, like that was supposed to be him like evaporating. But then like getting vaporized. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. But then like they just uh, but then but then like last minute. They like, oh no, you've been exiled to a uh, frozen planet and you can never escape. And it was like, it was just like, no, we can't, like, you know, it's like, oh no, you can't kill him. It's like, really? <laughs> really? Realization I had on my last watch through, because I hadn't heard that, but like, I thought like, I watched it and like he like screams. Yeah, no, and he screams. Like, yeah, and so I remember being like, I think he was supposed to die right there. He was supposed <laughs> to. Yeah, he he he, okay. he was supposed to. He was supposed to be vaporized. Um, and like, yeah, I mean, that was that was supposed to be his death scene. But then, uh, like you know, they uh, last minute they just like they 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 put a little uh animation there of like him in a frozen planet and him screaming no and everything. And it's like it is kind of like like you know it it did like that's why like it's so jarring like watching it and like you're like he's like screaming like for his life and like it is like oh it's just. Oh, he's okay now. Just so bizarre because in same as it never was, they have him evaporate trail. Like, granted, I wonder if through censor like once again, censorship dodge, it's just like, oh, but it didn't actually happen. You know, he goes he goes back to back in time, it's just an alternate thing that didn't, that right. didn't really happen. You know, right. you see he's still alive. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like I wonder if that's how they were able to get away with that there. 
Because like, other moments like that, like uh, the Darkness Within episode. Uh-huh. You know, like it, there's one point where Splinter shows up and like attacks Leo after helping him out, like betrays him kind of thing. And Leo like dabs him and it kind of tent pulls his robe in the back. Right. And then you see like Splinter on the ground just being like, my son, you know, like right. how could you do this to me after that? And it's another like kind of traumatic, <laughs> traumatic scene from an episode that like as a kid, I was like, whoa, that's. That's something else. Right, right, uh, right, right, right. I, I remember there's also a... Uh, I can't remember if they're hunters or if they're part of uh, the, the group hate. Um, but, like, they had, like, realistic guns. Um, and, like, someone actually, like, got shot. Um, but, like, but not, like, but not, like, you know, fatal or anything like that. But, like, mm. it wasn't, like, that G.I. Joe laser. Like, especially what we see in, in the 87 series. Like, it was actually, like, something that actually could could be represented as a bullet, but was not was not for a kid's show uh, at, um, as a bullet. And I remember, like, seeing that. I was like, oh, wow, I'm surprised. This is the same, the same company that changed the guns in Yu-Gi-Oh! to fingers. That's, I mean, there really is... Super arbitrary on, on what they decide to censor and what they decide not to, and what right. they can get away from what they can't. And I still appreciate that. This, I guess, about that show was that it did push the boundary. Yeah. But I also know that as a kid, I appreciated it. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. When you're a kid, you're not dumb. Yeah. Right. And I, I didn't have cable, so during the week, the only thing I had to watch is PBS Kids, which was, <laughs> you know, very sanitary. Yes, and, yes. You know, it is very sanitary. That, that, that's what we show my son because it's four. Oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but you start getting to be like, you know, eight, nine, ten years old and you start kind of like, I don't know, just being very grateful for your Saturday morning cartoons that are not educational and is everyone punching each other and, and yeah. saying, what the shell? Yeah, what the shell? I, 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 yeah, I, I didn't even get into that, but yeah, like they had a like, very creative, uh, like, ways for like you know, uh, for the word shell. Like it was like, like I did like that. I did like that a lot. Yeah, for me, I always saw it as a joke, even as a kid, and yeah. I, I just think it's funny and still appreciate it to this day. The what the shell pun is funny. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought it was funny. Um. Uh, did you did you play any of the uh, the games for uh, PlayStation Two or GameCube? I think Xbox as well. Um, yeah, I I played the first one on PlayStation Two. Uh-huh. I never beat it. Uh, what level? That I think I got stuck on the underground episode. Oh, okay. Every time. And then lately, I've played an emulator and I've gotten to the final episode where you're actually trying to beat them. And I've been playing through as Michelangelo. Yeah, he's my favorite. Yeah, and Han is there when you're Michelangelo for the very first stage and he is so hard. Oh oh yeah. Oh oh I forgot that. Like they had like different bosses like for some of the levels. Yeah, and you and you unlock them to be able to play them and fight as them in the in the the battle mode or whatever. Right. The two player like fight each other mode. Right, right. But but yeah, like he was so hard cuz he he hits you hard and he's super fast. And and so I I don't know, and I also just suck at video games. <laughs> so I can't <laughs> I can't beat him. But uh, I've been trying to. I don't know. I need to pick it back up again, maybe. I So, I remember that one. I played with my brother in two-player mode. And, like, if you remember, like, uh, like when you go through, like, certain parts of the levels, like, all of a sudden, like, you unlock things. Like, and one of the most ridiculous things to unlock is a jump kick. I thought that was the most stupidest uh. thing that you had to unlock. Uh, the only cool thing was, like, if you do the jump kick with Leo, it's actually the split kick. And he's the only uh. one who, do, who does the split kick. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, like the for the 
like the freaking Ninja Turtles can't do a jump kick until like they reach to like level two or three. Um, but we did two player mode, and the thing was like when you do two player mode, you're play like whoever is like the first player. That's like the progression you're going through. So like whoever like whoever's like a special enemy uh, for that character is going to be for that character and everything. Um, but that also meant like like the second player doesn't progress so i remember my brother and i we had to like kind of like play the whole thing twice because like we'd go through like some levels and then once we get to a point of like oh okay uh like you know leonardo like um now can throw shurikens uh and then we're like oh wait michelangelo can't and they're okay fine hold on let's go end the game and let's go do this all over again so we can get Michelangelo like up to the same level as Leonardo. It was like the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm trying to remember how I exactly did that. I think that I'd eventually get stuck. I remember getting stuck on the nano level for a while. So I think we got all yeah. the turtles up to there till we learned which turtles are really good for hitting nano when he's big. Yeah. Uh, which is like Donatello, if you can get him right on with the staff and same with oh. Raphael's dive bomb move. You know, he just goes down yeah. his whole body, hurts him. Uh, and so, you know, we were able to kind of, like, play with that and figure out how to beat it. And, you know, now that I'm older, it wasn't that hard. I, I don't know <laughs> right, right, right. Much of it. But, <laughs> but that final level, that, that one is hard. And the notes from the underground is, like, when it really gets challenging. Right. The, the most frustrating part is the stages thing. Because you can get all the way to the final stage and lose, and then you have to go all the way back to the first stage. Right. And, and yeah. go all over again to beat the level. And it is... That's what makes it hard, and that's yes. the frustrating. No, 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 no. I, no, I agree. And then, of course, like uh, the second and third games were actually four player, which like I, I was like thought that was a rid ridiculous that the first game was like I don't I was like like especially like I know when I bought my PlayStation Two, we bought like the four player adapter because uh Gauntlet uh came out like I think like uh, within a few I think it was either a launch title or was like came out like within the few months of it and we're like wait ninja turtles is not a four-player game uh but uh I, that's why i liked uh, battle nexus better than the first one was because of the mm -hmm. fact that like it was four players and so we got to uh do that uh <laughs> the, the funny thing was that like with the four players like uh like each turtle had like its own like uh thing um like special thing and everything to unlock like some of the parts but like I, we felt like Donatello kind of got like the shaft on it because he was like, "Oh, I have to go to the computer," but like you could use any turtle like to beat up the computer and to get past it anyway. Uh huh. <laughs> we're like, we're like, so what? He's like hack into. I never played those ones. I only ever got the first one. Yeah, but uh, the, the the second one had that. I mean, the the third one. I, I I didn't like the third one, but like the it was just uh like you you went in like uh. It was constantly four players. So if you played by yourself, like you had computer AI play the other three uh, turtles uh, for you, and like I mean, you could just tell like they just put like zero effort into it. They just like they had to put something out, and the only thing they were really concerned about was making sure Turtles in Time was per playable. Um, and like that because like that like you know that was the big draw of the Battle Nexus game was that the original arcade game was playable so they want to make Turtles in Time playable for the third game uh, I think it was like Mean Madness or something like that huh yeah man yeah I never got to play the Battle Nexus one I mean it looks like that one has Bishop and and of course also the Battle Nexus which is like two of the big things that I think are the yeah 
biggest contributions of the 2003 series that are the coolest stuff that came out of them that was new. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and I remember it ends with uh, with Creel like uh, being uh, a quote unquote uh, exiled to the frozen planet because I, that was like the last like level I think something like that. And I remember like telling my brother, like, "Yeah, by the way, he was supposed to die. <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed to be dead, and then they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Yeah, they, it's pretty. They whipped out. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then uh, action figures. Did you get? Oh, did you get like any of the action figures growing up? No, I. So that's the thing is like I, I wasn't much of an action figures kid. I was I was definitely a Legos kid. So oh, gotcha. It was all about it was all about Bionicle and uh-huh. Knights Kingdom and all that stuff. I loved the cartoons, but my little brother got the Michelangelo action figure and the sewer copter. Oh, nice. Uh, so we did have those, and we, we played at those. But for the most part, I, I wasn't really into action figures. They kind of... I mean, the 2003 series... I mean, not 2003 series, but in the 2000s, I feel like action figures kind of waned in popularity and still kind of have for, for younger kids. I could be wrong, but... I'm, I'm saying this, uh, I mean, because I've heard this so many times. Like, they're like, oh, kids don't, kids don't play with toys anymore. Um, my son, I mean, my son recently discovered Legos. So, like, he's, like, the Super Mario Lego, he's, like, 100% into that. But, yeah. uh, like, uh, not that long ago for Christmas, actually, we got him the Monsters, Inc. Um, action figures uh, for Monsters at Work. And he has been playing with them uh and he has been like uh loving them and everything and he has like the play school power ranger figures and uh has been playing with uh, with those uh, quite a bit and like anything uh paw patrol uh like but, but those are like more vehicles but like he loves uh those paw patrol toys and everything so like i mean every time i hear the argument oh kids don't play with toys anymore i'm like man i mean i guess like my child's like a uh, prodigy or something like that i mean because <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think what it is and i could be wrong because like i said i haven't had my own kids I, I don't have my my own experience with this right now but i i just what i think happens is that they just phase out of the action figures sooner as they get more into like video games but like i said yeah i really don't know i don't i don't have my own kids to to judge us off i have a niece and a nephew but they're both still pretty young i know my nephew likes his action figures but he also plays a lot of like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. He's like a he's I wanna say he's six now. Oh, okay, gotcha. Gotcha. He just just got just he's just finished his first or maybe he's in the middle of his first year of kindergarten. Oh okay. So maybe he'll be turning six in later this year. But you know, kinda of, kinda of in that age range. Yeah. Uh, uh my son's super big into Mario Kart. Like um he uh and like thankfully like Mario Kart on the Switch like presses the gas for you and like and also like has this thing where it so you don't hit the walls but like uh-huh. i swear he his goal is to make sure that like even with all those things he is still like in the corner and he finds a way to break the game even though that the <laughs> the game is like literally holding his hand and like driving for him yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah uh no so i mean i'm a huge action figure collector so and i mean this was pretty much my prime of collecting so i got a bunch of these figures uh including bishop when, once they made bishop i was like oh no like i, I was ex- super excited for that one i even have freaking humani yoshi like <laughs> like it is like i mean that, that's how deep cut like these uh figures like went for this series uh, yeah, I will say like I remember with the turtles, like the the original like release of the turtles. One like 
they came with like such suction cup uh like with the suction cups like and so because of like you know they if you remember like the first episode they had like those uh grips so they can climb the wall yeah, the climbing claws. Yeah, the climbing claws, yeah. So, like, they had, like, the su- suction cups, so you can, like, put them, like, on the window and that kind of stuff um, uh, for that. Like, uh, I think two of them came with that. I don't think all all four of them came with them. I thought uh-huh. that was funny. My yeah, complaint... Awesome. Yeah, my complaint about the actual turtles themselves, the first uh, wave, was that for some reason, they gave them tails. The 2003 series never had tails. Um in the show and that was like one design from the original mirage comics i was so glad like they eventually realized that no one liked them and like and of course like i mean the big thing was like you know they they look kind of phallic oh uh, so yeah. that's also the reason why they they cut them out um but like i, I never was a fan of like tails for the, for the turtles and i don't like i don't know why the 2003 turtles had tails on them i, I, I just thought it was so weird yeah it it's yeah, it's kind of a weird design choice. I mean, I think it was just Peter Laird kind of be, maybe possibly being insistent on on like giving them tails. In the comic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it could have been. Yeah, no, no. But, yeah, it can look kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't seen it executed in a great way. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, was there oh uh, anything else? Oh, uh, any other like memories or comments you had for for two thousand three series? Oh, I guess my last one. So like, I guess my final like. I guess favorite episode uh-huh. that I would like to mention. I guess eventually. I don't know. I have a lot from this. Yeah. Series. Oh, oh the, the, I mean, there's a ton. To be honest, there's a ton of to, to choose from. To be honest. Yeah. I wanted to make sure we hit the ones like the or like the super popular ones. But yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite one that's like definitely for the development of Michelangelo was the episode Grudge Match. Oh. Uh, oh I, yeah. The, I the, just love stories. Yeah, that flesh out Michelangelo. Like I love Michelangelo's macro series issue in the IDW series yeah. as well. Does a great job for his character there. And this one is just awesome because you get to see how he, like, struggles with focusing and focusing on training and, and doing those things. Uh, but when push comes to shove, you know, he can and he can he can accomplish things and, and he can work hard for them uh, and manage to, to do them. And, and so that's what I, I really loved about Grudge Matches. He's kind of got this whole thing where he's trying to back out. And it also it involves the Battle Nexus, which is Yeah, awesome. of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's, and so like, when he finally out. becomes the real Battle Nexus champion and not, like, by... Technicality. Technicality. Thank you. There you go. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, th- that's the problem with uh, dual language. Um, uh, there are, like, occasionally some words I can just cannot say. <laughs> yeah, you're good, dude. I get you. I I have I speak Spanish as a second language, and there's oh, plenty nice. that I struggle with there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, before we close out, I, I, I do want to share this story because I, for, I totally forgot about it um, and until you just mentioned about uh, uh, like character development and everything. Uh, so I've only, like, from the voice actors of, of the series, mainly because most of these voice actors came from uh, Canada because of uh, that's where 4Kids is, like, located at. Um, I got to meet Leonardo, which is Michael Sicanellis. I can never pronounce his uh, last name correctly. And uh, and then uh, Ver- Veronica Taylor, uh, who's the voice of April, who also is uh, Ash from Pokemon. Uh, but like, I remember the first time I met uh, Michael, and uh, like, you know, we were, we were talking about uh, the the show and everything, and he he shared this story with me. I thought it was like really funny. Um, so I believe it's in Back to the Sewers. The uh, like 
the turtles have like the extreme uh like like uh 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 equipment like you know because uh leo's in a scooter uh raf's on uh rollerblades uh mikey's on a skateboard and donnie's donnie i can't remember what what, Don, what donnie's on bike bike yeah bike bike d- d- there you go yeah um so he was explaining to me that like the the actors actually got to pick like which of the ones like their their turtle um gets uh gets to do and uh-huh. uh he said the only one that had no choice was Mikey because they were like no sp- skateboard goes to Mikey we can't like you know because that was like too iconic for Mikey um yeah. and he said that like the other three none of the other three wanted the scooter. He was like, he was like, no one wanted the scooter. So he said, like, he was, and then he was like, okay, fine, I'm the leader, I'll get the scooter. And like he was explaining, like that's how like Leo gets the scooter for like <laughs> the, the back to the sewer toy. <laughs> that is hilarious, you know. And and I'll tell you this right now, all right. When I was a kid, uh-huh. skating was cool. Period. Skateboard, scooter, bike, rollerblades, it did not matter. Yeah, and scooters were life. I had a scooter that I rode to school every day. <laughs> I loved that thing. Yeah. All right. So Leo riding a scooter wasn't seen as lame to us as kids. That was the coolest thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so hey, it was all about uh, the X Games and extreme sports. Yeah, yeah. It was all about. The, I mean, that, that was like the popular thing in the two thousands and everything. And and I felt like, I mean, I felt like they were a little late to that because like it was like, uh, you know, probably should have had that like closer to the beginning of the series but like but at that point i mean at that point i was like playmates just trying to push toys anyway like it's like yeah um yeah yeah. uh and then like of course like you know the the series ended with uh eventually ended with with turtles forever and i thought that was a really good way to like actually wrap it up and everything and obviously after that aired that's when nickelodeon uh, bought the franchise, so we knew that there was not going to be any more uh, 2003 series after that. Yeah, uh, yeah. so I, I, uh, but I, I did like the way it ended, and I will stay. I'll still say this. Um, I really wish. I really wish like uh, they would actually release a DVD in America of like the extended cut of Turtles Forever instead of like oh, the. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's not like that big of a difference to be honest, but it like. Just just so we can have a complete version. Uh, that's just the way I feel. That's also not in that like horrible aspect ratio. Yeah, I forgot about that aspect ratio on the <laughs> DVD. Like you know, it was like released in freaking like 2010 or 2011 or something like that. And it was like okay, no, at that point, widescreen TVs was the normal then. Like you know, that was like that that was like when I realize what matted really meant what matted widescreen i'm like oh this is why people were complaining about those star wars dvds yeah yeah no like and honestly like turtles forever was a great way to like send off to oh yes. three because like like wedding bells and wedding bites i think is what it's called or something wedding yeah wedding bells bites. bites or wedding bells it might just be called wedding bells or wedding bites something yeah. like that the final episode of season seven yeah uh is is a gr- great episode to like kind of finish it off but like Turtles Forever was perfect, you know, pretty yeah. much worked as a finale for the series and for, you know, just the Mirage era of Turtles, I feel like. Yeah, in yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, de- oh, definitely. This was definitely like a, hey, 
we're now handing it off to like you know uh, another uh, company to handle the franchise. I thought I thought it was a really good way uh, to do that, and I love the way it ended with like the Mirage Turtles like jumping out with the voice of uh, Le- uh, Layard and uh, Eastman like you know talking and everything, and be like, hey, this would make a good comic. Yeah. No. It's yeah. It's fantastic i yeah. love that movie I, I know that people complain about the way the 87 turtles are portrayed and i guess that's okay uh but i think it's a great send-off and yeah I, just yeah I, I i think it's a great send-off i mean yeah maybe they're a little poking too much fun at the 87 turtles but you know i mean they they just really want to accentuate all that goofiness i mean that's yeah yeah and, um, and at the same time the 87 series made fun of itself it a did lot. It, it, and so it's like yeah <laughs> I don't know, for me anyway. Right. Uh, having watched it now, I'm kind of like, yeah, you know what? The show made fun of itself a lot. Like, I it think did. it's okay if we it, it, make it, a it, few it, more jokes. In it did. And I mean, the only thing that would have made the Turtles Forever better was if they were able to get the original voice cast. Um, but I know that's yeah. a, that was a union thing. I know that. Yeah, I wish, I wish they could have done that too. I think that would have made it perfect. Right. But, you know, there's only so much you can do, I guess. Yeah. Uh, when your hands are tied by different things. Exactly. Well, Spencer, uh, it was great chatting you with you about 2003 series. Thanks. Thanks for joining us uh, this week. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty bad at social networking and social media in general. But my podcast, uh, you can find on all platforms. Uh, well, maybe not all of them, but most of them at Ninja Turtle PH. Because Ninja Turtle Power Hour was too long for a lot of things. Uh, its name is Ninja Turtle Power Hour. On Instagram, not on Instagram, on TikTok, it is Ninja Turtle Power Hour there. Uh, I have a whole series of videos where I just, like, give a brief overview of different characters, backgrounds, and histories. Their lore, essentially. Nice. Uh, that are pretty good. Uh, so, of course, all of them are under three minutes. You know, it's only the really long ones that last that long. Usually, it's just, like, a minute and a half. Right. Uh... And, yeah, it, it, I have a lot of fun doing it. People seem to enjoy it. So if you want to know more about other Ninja Turtles versions and, like, comics that you haven't been able to dig into and just get to know the history of the characters, great series. Uh, we're also chatting about the 87 series and the IDW series right now on my show. We've covered a lot of the Mirage comics. Uh, yeah, on there and, well. and you guys are you guys uh, surpassed us. I mean, we did have to take a break, like a few-month break. Um, but, like, yeah, you guys, like, you know, you do, like, three episodes of... Uh, uh, for whenever you do talk about like the show, like well, well, we take an hour and a half to talk about one episode. Yeah, which I mean, honestly, for like a deep dive, and you guys definitely cover probably a lot more of that background history information as well. Like, when it comes to the different animation studios, you uh-huh. like you're very knowledgeable on that, and it's like you do a much better job covering that than we do. Uh, but yeah, no, we we definitely put out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely check them out. And also, you know, if you guys aren't aware, uh, Newscaster Mike is also part of Ninja Tower Power Hour. If like you know, haven't if you have not put two and two together yet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Same show with Keith, and uh, we have a lot of fun there. So check out the show. Check out our social media. Whatever. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. All right. Till next time, guys. See ya. Bye.